Mark back here again. Welcome back to a CD meeting. We're here for the uh, hopefully final attempt with our <laughs> guest, Keisha. Say hi to everybody, Keisha. Hi. Are you just as miserable I am trying to fucking do this again? Oh my God. I, I, you know, the job that I have now, like they turned on a dime and made everybody like work from home. So Internet issues don't even upset me anymore. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It'll work when it works. The most annoying <laughs> part is like, I've, I've worked IT for a hospital. And it's like, I'm not bad at my job. At the same time, it's just like, fucking Christ, the technology right now and all the bullshit that's been going on with it. Like, it's not helping. It's not helping. It's not helping. <laughs> you know what the thing that makes me laugh right now? IT people are making more money than they've ever fucking made in their life. I'm so mad at myself that my brain doesn't even work like that. It's just like, it really is my brain does. I was like, oh my God, I wish my brain worked like that. Mm. Brain doesn't even work yeah, if like I wasn't, If I wasn't already drinking for this episode, I'd be drinking harder. <laughs> my brain. But like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go comatose right now. I'm trying to talk to my friend. <laughs> so my brain didn't even work like that. So it's all jacked up. But the company I mm-hmm. work for is a, is a, is a seven day a week company, technically. Even though my you, schedule. You're on that, say so your company on that seven day adventures type shit. No, it's seven day a week, but I, my schedule for the purposes of this schedule now, like my schedule is the same that it was when I worked for them before my job changed. And the reason why is I had Sundays off and, and I worked Mondays, but I didn't work hard on Mondays because Sunday is Sunday fun day. So, but now I got to do my own schedule since I volunteered for this assignment really early. So now my schedule technically is... Tuesday through Saturday. Problem is, my boss, whew, anyway, she insists she has this meeting every Monday at three o'clock. It's like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. If you do not take personal time off for that day, then you have to be at that meeting. So you lose a whole freaking day of PTO for a freaking meeting that may take 30 minutes, the puncher in the tit. I mean, really? <laughs> what the fuck is what that? Why are, are you trying to give people breast cancer? Oh, no. Uh-uh. I'm not, that, not breast cancer. I'm trying to make her feel pain. She feels no pain. She's just, just evil. I'm like, who does that? And so there's this other chick that says the same schedule as me. And she said, well, you sound so sleepy. She said, look, I only woke up for this meeting. <laughs> it's like, I love it. And then, but see, the thing is, this is the same same boss that told me, like, I my computer died uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was waiting for a new computer. But I needed to fill out this form to let the people know that I'm working for it now, that I wouldn't be there. And I was trying to do it through my telephone, and the phone wasn't coming up properly. And I said, can you help me with this? She said, no, I can't fill the form out for you. But I swear this other chick that works for her directly said, oh, yeah, I filled out your forms already. I could have jumped through the screen and beat her. I really could have. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I was like, really? But this is the same woman that when I got hired, the first thing out of her mouth was, because I was all shiny, new, and excited, and she just came back from vacation. She said, oh, yeah, you're the one they hired behind my back. Hmm. 
And when I was in training, she called, like, she asked me to do something, but we got out of class at 10 o'clock at night. Like, they're trying to cram a lot of information in a really short period of time. So we got back out of class at 10 o'clock at night. And I was really tired. But I sent her an email when I got back to the hotel and said, hey, I know you asked me to complete this, but I can't complete it now. I'm really, my brain is too tired to do it. But I'll wake up early in the morning and I did it. I woke up early in the morning and I did it. When I got to the training facility and we all got there, there was a guy that was um, um, sitting there and he didn't say anything. And I said, um, who are you here for? He goes, oh, I'm here for you. And I said, oh. Everybody was like, ooh. I was like, I didn't do anything. I said, what? He said, can I see your computer? I said, yeah, sure. He opens up my computer and he has a piece of paper. He's a copy of the email. And that email is turned over so I can see it. And I said, I told her last night. We didn't leave here. The email was sent at like 6 o'clock Central Time. I was on East Coast Time. And yeah. I said, and I was like, we didn't get out of here until 10 o'clock last night. I sent her an email. When I got back to my hotel, having not really had any dinner or really had much of a break, I sent her an email that said, I would wake up in the morning and take care of it, which I already have. And he goes, oh, I'm working with bad information. Then my computer started going wonky and started sounding like how from 2000, from 2010, the movie. How? You don't know that? Mm, no. Oh my god! I just, I just, I just sat here thinking the entire time, just like staring into my fucking wall, and I was like, "What the fuck is talking about?" How? Okay, so there's this computer that takes over the space experiment. I can't believe it's a, it's a Stanley Kubrick. Oh, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yes. Okay, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" My, my computer started sounding like how. Okay. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? So I'm my, like, I love movies. I should know what is happening. I was like, when you said you didn't know that, I was like, wait a minute, maybe this is me. It's my problem. It's me. No, I am I am I am very pretentious. I know exactly what the fuck she's <laughs> talking about. You forgot I'm born I'm born in California. I'm so pretentious. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I was like, how can you not know that? Really? I was like, you're not you're not the rest of those young children that I don't talk to. <laughs> so, no, you don't, you don't I'm old as fuck. You know that. So I was just like, okay. So then my computer started talking. I was like, oh, you can take Hal out of here. We went to lunch, and Hal was still like, he picked up my computer. He said, What did you do this computer? I said, I don't know. And it was still talking, making the same. It was crazy. I was like, wow. I said, mm, it's possessed. Whatever. I'm going to lunch. I'll see you after lunch. But that showed me how vindictive and awful she is before I even left training. And I was in training and I called the guy that I went out on the road with and I said, um, hey, um, I'm going to quit. He said, what? I said, I'm leaving. I said, this is what she did. It's ridiculous. I'm in training. I'm supposed to be embracing and trying to learn what I learned here. And I got her up my ass. Nobody else's boss is doing that. Everybody else's boss is sending them words of encouragement. Have a great day. Enjoy your training. Get as much information you can out of it. We look forward to getting you here. And I got a boss riding my ass. I'm like, this is not cool. I said, mm, nope, don't want to work for her. I said, this is going to be the boss I'm going to have. I would rather not do this. 
And then he goes, no, 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 things are going to change. Things are going to change. Trust me, trust me, trust me. So this guy was a cool cat. He turned out he was going to be my boss. Fantastic. He did it for exactly two months, and then he left. And I was just like, wow. So then the evil country broad is still my boss again. And I was just like, and, and, you know, when I was doing, so you train, you come back, and you train again, then they have a trainer come out and go out on the road with you. So I had a trainer come out and go on the road with me. And and this guy was like, I said, so what she, I know she asked about me. What does she want to know? She asked, she asked how you did. And I told her you did well. And she said, really? I don't understand that. And I was like, I don't know what her problem was. So her problem was that I didn't call her enough and ask her questions. That was her problem. But yet, I did call other people and ask them questions because I was told I had a network of everybody that trained me to call and ask information for. So when you talk to your boss and your boss tells you you're new, your boss says, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I have all these territories or whatever, and you have yeah. this other network of people that can give you great information, why wouldn't you call those people? Why am I going to mm-hmm. call her and leave a message when I kind of need a now answer? Because I'm new. For and I the convenience. I don't know. Yeah, I... and that's the thing. And so she explained to the trainer, oh, she did well. I'm surprised. And he's Wow, like, that's fucking rude. Yeah. Is that... That's who she is. She's rude. And so then I found out the boss that really hired me was the position that she used to be in. Ooh, and, so that sounds like some petty shit. And I was just like, oh, no, she's petty. Oh, she is petty. And then, like, you know, I I got permission to leave, to not be, yeah. you know, to leave out of, you know, to leave out of New Orleans, to leave out of New Orleans and come up north. I got permission to do that. And they gave me permission. I'm like, great, no problem. I'm so happy. I, I wanted to go. I needed, like, to, to, like, reset my brain and everything. But the whole time, I, oh, and in between this time, she sent out this email and said, I think I know everybody's um, wishes about leadership, but if you're interested in leadership, please let me know. Really? Yeah, that sounds really petty. Right, but, but she says, I know everybody's wishes. Really? Has she talked to me about leadership? No, she didn't think I'm a leader. This place has not enough black people in, in, in leadership or management positions. They don't. And they know they have a diversity issue. Like after yeah. after George Floyd, they had this whole like they did this whole seminar on diversity and, and they and they they did I, I listened to the live one and then they had a recorded one. It was actually really good. And then, you know, she asked me, I said, Oh, I was in the seminar, I listened to it, I thought it was really good. And she goes, Well, I said, she said, well, you know, I should listen to it. I said, yeah, I think everybody should listen to it. And so they bought in some authors. They bought in some people that, you know, just not some black. They had a couple of black. They had a black person that worked for the company. And then they bought in some other people. So that were black to, to sort of educate the whole company. And so she goes, yeah, I listened to it. But, you know, I, 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 I guess I missed some stuff. So the thing is, there's a, there's a statement that's made that he made a couple examples and he says, if you don't think there's a problem with any of this, you are privileged. There's nothing wrong with that you are privileged, but you need to understand that you've not had these experiences and these experiences are unique to people of color. That's 
super fucking huge, actually. Right. So they do that. She listens to the thing and she says, I don't get everything. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a privileged bitch and you don't want to admit that you're a privileged bitch. I mean, you know, I she I, she talks to people. She is so rude. If I, like, once once I did an experiment at the beginning, I spoke to her in the same tone she spoke to me. She asked me if something was wrong with me. I was like, no. I just spoke to her in the exact same tone she spoke to me. And yeah. then she asked me something from me. I, I had somebody... I had somebody ex- talk to me. It was crazy. She, I was, I was talking about my expense report, my beginning expense report, which is really big because you got that all the training thing and everything, and it goes along with it. And I'm, I'm having this conversation. One, one, she told me two things. One, that the call that I was in with my boss, that my boss and I were already button heads. She was on that call, and I had no idea she was on that call. Yeah, that's illegal. Even in company standards, that's illegal. Put that Shit. nugget. In. I put that nugget in the back of my head. Yep. I was like, okay. Then when I was talking later on, she said, well, you're sounding aggressive. Aggressive, like aggressive. Now, you know, as a black woman of a particular age, I'm 56. I am very well. With your old ass. Yeah, I'm very well aware of my tone of voices because I have a cute, like I know for a fact that if, I'm having a conversation with a man. If I work with a man and I'm having a conversation with him and we're not agreeing and I change my tone of voice, I don't raise my tone, I raise my voice. I just change my tone of voice. He'll go, why are you yelling? And I'll go, oh, yes, right. You're married. What? Yep. I'll go, yep, that's right. You're married. Because men that are married typically or live in a, in a relationship with women, for the most part, perceive women changing their tones of voices as yelling. Because typically in their house, huh. the woman changes her tone of voice and then yells. And it's so quick that they think of the tone change as yelling. But that's not what that is. There was a tone change. You didn't pay attention. So she started yelling. So when they get in the workplace with other women, they change their tone. They hear it as yelling, even though it's not yelling, but they hear it as yelling. That's my own observation. My own. Nobody said anything. No, that no, is that's, my own observation. Not, no, but that's that's not crazy because it's like I, my mom also like is like the only female person like in her field that doesn't like work in an office. Like she actually works in the field. Uh, well, she used to. She's since retired now. Like um, she's you know she got really old and real sick, so she can't really work too much anymore. But no, like my mom. Especially when I was in high school, I mean, we would talk more about that stuff as I'm getting older and turning into an adult and stuff and learning how to really talk to people and stuff. Like, I definitely, that's a conversation we used to have a lot with just people constantly not understanding that just because, like, a tone and stuff might shift doesn't necessarily mean yelling. It's like, it's, it's a thing mostly with, like, straight men, like, you know, straight men that just because someone shifts a voice, you know, their tone in their voice doesn't automatically mean they're yelling. You can tell when someone's yelling, you know, yeah. dec- you know, like, like, you know, decibels go up, like the audio goes up at some point, but it's like a shift in tone doesn't necessarily automatically mean yelling. It just could mean, Oh, I went from being okay with this conversation. Now you're annoying the fuck out of me. It doesn't mean I'm yelling yet. Right. No, I had a boss. I, but actually this guy, Oh, I had a couple of bosses. I've been actually really interesting at this one company, but I had a boss, um, and he, we had a meeting and we had open meetings. So the meeting was, they say what you, they say, and you say your opinion. You are allowed to say your opinion. Whatever it was, 
we're a small company, we're growing, we're allowed to say their opinion. So they bring this outside guy in, and he, after the meeting, pulls me in his office. And then I close the door. He closes the door. He said, okay, I walk in, close the door. He said, close the door. And I said, okay, I close the door. He said, look, let me tell you something right now. You're not disrupting my team. I said, I'm sorry. First of all, before you got here, you know, the other eight years that I've been working here, we've had open yeah. meetings. I said, so if the meeting, I said, if the agendas change or the structures change in the meeting, then you need to let everybody in the meeting know. That's the first thing. And he goes, I don't appreciate you yelling at me. Because I had changed my tone of voice. And he said, I appreciate I said, do you know how much voice I've taken? Do you know I can sit here and project my voice all over this building with these thin walls and not break a vocal cord? Do you really want to hear yelling? I said, no, I'm not yelling. I changed my tone of voice because right now you're being ridiculous. Now, the fact is, you don't pay me. I pay myself. I have deliveries to make. No, if you have anything else to say to me, you need to say it now. Otherwise, I'm out. And I walked out the door and just walked out the door. And this was a new boss. But I knew one thing. I made money for the company. He was just a manager. He was gone well before I left. I would fucking imagine. Yeah. So it's just kind of crazy. And my immediate boss. Especially like if you're talking shit like that the entire time. There's no fucking way. (laughs) Like people, and, and that's the thing, it's just like people get in positions of power and they feel like they're going to treat them when they want, but they don't realize after a while, it's like you get enough complaints and enough people like don't want to work under you. It's like, what are they going to do? Get rid of an entire workforce that especially like comes in reliably and, you know, makes more money for the company than just someone supervising everyone? Or are they going to let go of a boss or a supervisor that just pisses off everybody? It's like, I think they know which one they're going to get rid of. No, it was it was awful. He went out on the road with me, and he he I I had an appointment. I'd been trying to get in this appointment for months. I finally got this guy to see me. I get in there, and he he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what I've talked to him about, and he steps all over me, and I don't say anything. And then we go and we sit in my car, and I and I he said, "Okay, where are we going next?" I I don't even I don't even start. I'm so angry. I said, it took me three months to get that appointment. And I'll tell you what, all you did was step over me. It took me three months to build a relationship. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know you. He knows me. So I'm in this car with this manager, this new manager. And, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I said, look, let me tell you something right now. Three months. Right now, you made me look bad. I didn't make you look bad. I made you look bad. I said, no, you made me look bad. You know what it is? I'm the black chick. I've been going in there. I've been in sales for a really long time, and you're some white guy in a tie in a suit telling him stuff that we can't even do. You basically lied to his customer. That is hard That's bullshit. And I said, said, so you have a choice. You want me to take you to Metro, or you can go to the rest of my sales calls with your mouth shut? Ooh, my girl. Because you are not going to mess up my business. Yeah, because this is the deal. I was the only black outside sales rep for this company. And I sold high-end product. And in order, I, I first went to friends, and then I went after crazy business that nobody else wanted to go after. Oh, they're so hard. They're this, they're this, they're this. And I went all after all that business. And he was screwing up my business. Like, this guy, I get him to come out to our facility. The owner's there. The two managers there. Everybody's kissing his ass. This guy is only talking to me because I made the relationship and that's what you have to do. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's really 
fascinated me when somebody tells me, when a woman tells me that she can't do something because the man's going to be angry, I said, he's going to get pissed off anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just do it. He's going to be pissed. So you would rather sacrifice your money because his feelings are going to be hurt. Fuck his feelings. <laughs> Take his, fuck his feelings. Take his job if it bothers you that much. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. I, 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 I tell you, living down south has changed. I, I used to be, I could be aggressive. All right. Maybe you hear that a little bit, but that was the beginning of my sales world. Now I've got another approach and I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm more confident. I don't feel like I need to be as shitty to people even though I am perfectly capable of doing it now and don't, and it will not bother me at all. I won't lose an ounce of sleep because these are people that need to be shitty too anyway. But the, the fascinating thing now is that now that I've gotten older and I moved down South, black people are submissive down there. I don't even understand that. I'm sorry. It's submission. You, it's sort of like, this is the way, this is the lot, this is where it is. And then people have figured out how to work around the system, but they ain't bringing anybody up with it. It's just crazy. I mean, and you know what? You're going to air this and somebody's going to go, oh, that person, she don't know. She lived out south, what, two, two, three years? She don't know anything. What do you see? You live there now. What do you see? I mean, you live there, but you live there in a different existence. Yeah, like, and for people who listen on the podcast, like, I... Yeah, like, I look black. That's a thing. Ask anybody who knows me. I definitely look black. But I don't live in, like, that kind of same black existence. Like, for the most part, like, I speak white. I think white. I listen to, to quote-unquote, white music. So it's like, yeah, that's not... <laughs> I don't oh, really so have you, that, that same kind of mindset. So you extra bougie, too. <laughs> it's not that I'm extra bougie. Just because I'm from fucking Cali don't mean I'm fucking bougie, bitch. Don't... Uh, no. <laughs> No, but that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I was raised a certain way. And it's, it, and you know what? It was called, oh, you, you, you speak like a white person. Uh, I'm sorry, because I can pronounce words and say sentences and conjugate a sentence. I speak like a white person. Fuck you. <laughs> Just like, you know, I know how to do French dining and can set a table for 10. That's working in the industry. Well, no, that's no, I, I, no, I was about to say, you was a house nigga, not a film nigga. You know, <laughs> you, can, you can speak multiple languages and throw that tongue around where you need to. Like, I get it. I get it. If you need to roll your R's and roll that dick, I understand. That tongue does wonders. That's a house nigga for you. I get it. So but. That's, but. You <laughs> but. fuck you. But yes, yes. <laughs> fuck you. But yet, you know, I, I, I mean, think about it. Like, you're a guy. Okay. I grew up in an Amy church. There were debutantes. Um, there was a debutante ball. You had a coming out party. Like, all that stuff. It's a Girl Scout, ballet, piano lessons. I mean, that's all of those things. Science Cup, leaving the country, all those things. So, I don't, I don't, I won't say house nigga because that's, that's not correct. It was just that my mother made sure, like, we went to see plays and children's theater and things. 
It, and yeah. we didn't necessarily have the money for it, but my mom found it. So she made sure that we got that education out in the world. Totally. And and that necessarily that um, I won't say that's necessarily her education, but that she made sure that we got me and my brother got that education. And because of that, we move around in this world differently than a lot of the black folks. And I do understand that. And mm-hmm. It is, it is really interesting now as you watch people go, oh, we woke, we this, we this. But, you know, when you move around this earth and you don't, and you move around the earth thinking you know you're black, you know your skin is black, you know that you can go in and out of a black neighborhood and a white neighborhood and sound perfectly fine in either one or the other. You do all those things. Doesn't make you any less black. It just means that you're more educated on how the world works. That that's it. It just you see, just know I'm, how I'm the glad, world works. See, I'm glad that you see it that way because that's not the way I saw it growing up. Or that's at least not the way I experienced it growing up. But I mean, I guess it's just a little bit different because you grew up where in New York or no? You no, grew up in New York. D- you grew up- yeah, in the DMV area. Yeah, but that's the thing. You are educated to move around in this earth. And how you move around the earth says a lot about your childhood. And you know that, oh my God, I meet people and you can see, you're like, okay, you never had a good ass whooping when you were a kid. You were a selfish (laughs) motherfucker. That's true. You should have had an ass whooping. If you haven't had one yet and you're over 30 years old, somebody should have beat your ass in college or somebody should have beat your ass well by now. You are not humble enough to walk around on this earth and somebody's going to hurt you. Because you have not gotten a good ass woman yet in your life. And you meet those people. You meet those people. I think everybody. I've worked with those people. Yeah. See, I think everybody in the United States, before or after, before or while they're in college, should go and work in the service industry, wait on No, somebody, and that is, and that is, and that is a thing that people have been saying for thank you. years. That is the thing right. people have been saying for years. But is it fucking happening? No, it's not. And that's the thing that sucks about it. Like you've got so many people that grew up in very privileged environments like this, or in the case of like a lot of friends of mine that I met when I was in college, their parents took care of everything. So it's like, all right, you worked, you did, you did, you proved that you could get into the school and you proved that you knew responsibility. So for the next four years, we're just going to take care of everything. So it's like, I feel like at some point that kind of defeats the purpose that you were instilling in them, you know? Right. Now I have a friend of mine. uh, She's a little bit younger than I am. She worked for a company far longer than she needed to. She should have left them. She worked for them for 20 years. She should have left them. Like, I was like, you need to leave them now. Like 10 years before, like 15 years before she left, I've been saying, leave, 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 leave. Go out, put your resume out, do it while they're hot now. You can, and she didn't. And the company closed and she couldn't find a job. It was like right during the recession and everything. She couldn't find a job. It was awful. So she ended up working for Starbucks. And hey, then, they, they pay for Starbucks helps employees pay for college. It's not bad. Yeah. Right? No, but it was off. I mean, but you know, she's not twelve years old. So when you well, got a yeah. ball, right? When you, yeah, she's she's and she's not an idiot. She goes yeah. to work for Starbucks, and then she um, <laughs> she understands gets, how they're exploiting people in their countries. Right, and then she goes and she gets a she gets a job, and then they hire her on as a contractor. She still works for them, but by yeah. that time, she got another job, like another part time job. She still has her part-time job. And she, even though she makes more than enough money to live off of, she still has a part-time job. Why? 
because she worked for a company for 20 years and it closed and she really didn't get much out of it when it closed. So is it like paranoia at this point or like, what do you, what do you think? Oh, it's preparing for the future and understanding that, you know what? She has an opportunity now. Think about it. There are people now that don't have jobs. I'm one of them. I haven't worked in almost six months. Right. You haven't worked in six months. And part of your six months, I've worked, what, two jobs and still, you know, and still probably not as made as much money. As okay. Saying, we, I was about to say weird flex, but okay. Yeah, but no, just saying, though. But, yeah, but I, now. I, hear, I hear where you're coming from. But now they're going, oh, but, you know, and I, and I get it. It's kind of fucked up. And they're going, oh, well, you know, we're going to take part of the money away. I think, okay, so you're going to make a whole bunch of people live out on the street and be homeless? Like, well, no, and that's, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize, like, for the longest time, it's like, uh, when the, re- uh, not the recession, but, like, when, you know, the pandemic and everything started going down and shutdowns, everything happened. Thing where they had the $12, $1,200 stimulus check go out. You had a lot of um, like federal, it was like federal housing or like renters and like, you know, stuff like that who rented under like with like federal assistance and things like that. Like they couldn't evict people. And that all just expired like a few days ago. So it's like now, like there are a lot of people who owe months worth of shit that are being evicted out of their homes because they can't pay. But at the same time, it's like the economy isn't doing well. How many more people are you going to put under the bridge? They moved all the people under the bridge to hotels. So what? You gonna move the new homeless people to hotels now? No, 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 no. They're gonna build a new bridge and put more people under the new bridge. <laughs> just, it's just see, it's fucked up. I mean, it's just well, no, yeah, because like it, it's 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 the fucking thing about it too. It's just like that's what we have right now. Just kind of like with our presidency right now in the U.S. Like you have a man who believes in big business and stuff like that and stuff and it's like yeah like you know he's very successful he did all this stuff but it's like a lot of people forget that trump filed for bankruptcy i think he did it like two or three times like it didn't happen just once oh no two or three times and then his university got um sued and he had to give a lot of money back i mean he's yeah. been sued no, a bunch like, no he, yes yes he has and a lot of things you know there are a lot of settlements that happen under the table and stuff like that like a lot of things were a lot of his issues were settled out of court but it's like a lot of people forgetting that. It's like you're just hearing about things that happened and things that were resolved, like in the media or things that were happening, you know, these big stories that resolved themselves over time. But it's like, yo, know, this, this, he's really not the best businessman to be president. But this, at all. That, this is the, what I don't understand because this is why this is the problem. It's surprised that he hasn't gone in for the people that own apartment buildings because they could all got together throughout the United States submitted the money they lost, you think they wouldn't write a check for a bunch of people that freaking own property? And ain't that many of them. So why in the world are you putting out people? You're not getting any new people in. I mean, that's the thing. You're not getting any new people. Nobody has any money. Where they're they? already right. They're, yeah. I mean, like right now, they're already... So the, uh, the, the Republicans propose a, a, a $1 trillion stimulus for the economy, which was... Significant less because I think the last one was a three trillion dollar stimulus that they you know were going to put out for everything, and that's where the whole twelve hundred dollars for every person and everything happened. But so like, even back then, it's like you had people that weren't able to, you know, uh, if, if if you had a dependent or if you had you know that you wouldn't but the the uh, dependent wouldn't get anything or it's like you know if you were taking care of, like there were certain children like past a certain age I think it was like past eight like sixteen or seventeen or something like that you couldn't get an extra $500 for because like, you know, they 
or pass a point of some. It was just a lot of stupid bullshit they were going around. And now with the new stimulus that they're talking about, it's like a lot of that's going to be foregone, and they're going to fix a lot of the issues from before. And another issue was like a lot of like a lot of dead people were getting checks, a lot of prisoners were getting checks. They they pushed this idea out to try to save face so quickly that there was no real foresight or like no real oversee of like how they were distributing this money. Right. And now they're just like, all right, cool. We see where we made the mistakes last time. But it's like, the mistakes have already been made. You got people who fucking were cashing checks for their dead grandmother, their dead mother and shit like that. Like, you weren't checking up on a lot of these parameters. And now it's like, you wasted a lot of money that could have gone to a lot of people that really needed it or could have gone to this new round of stimulus checks. But now they're just like, we realize where it went wrong. And it's like, no. Like, there was an issue that was happening. And you pushed the thing because you were trying to push forth the opening of the economy. Didn't didn't work out that way. And the worst part about it, you know, the black community, the Hispanic community, a lot of like the POC community and stuff like that, it was like, you know, they didn't have a lot of the opportunities to get a lot of it. A lot of them had got, you know, didn't have the opportunity for direct deposit because, you know, they either weren't informed at the right time or it's like there was issues with taxes and stuff like that. Because, you know, let's be real. In the you know black community and Hispanic community, they don't really teach you a lot about how to do taxes on this. Well, I mean, no, no. Did doing. you see? Did you see the thing where it said, "Hey, you may have gotten a card for your money, and it was, and you probably thrown it away accidentally because nobody thought they were getting a card. Everybody thought they were getting a check, and then they started yeah, sending cards. I'm like, why would you yeah. send a card? And you, you, you know what? You send a card with no, not tell anybody. And they don't know what it is. They think it's some fake card. It's under some weird thing. Yeah, and I'm and that, sure it's not under the thing that says the government. So they no. you go know, and they throw that away. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's the thing. You have people that aren't being educated on a lot of their like federal rights or like you know on the whole issue of the stimulus package and stuff like that. So of course people are throwing things and say, "I don't need another credit card." Like you have issues where people aren't being educated because the government were pushing out things so quickly. No one thought of anything. No one had any foresight. No one knew what they were doing. And now all of a sudden it's like things are still going wrong because they pushed for this idea that we're going to reopen this economy at a certain time. But then they weren't pushing legislature and they weren't pushing these bills to help facilitate that stuff happening. Like, you know, kind of like we talked about before on, you know, when we first tried this out, like, you know, you've got fucking states that aren't even they're, they're passing legislature saying that oh yeah masks aren't necessary for a lot of things oh no it's no like, it's crazy like you know what when so you know a friend of mine was saying new orleans got shut down because people didn't behave so new orleans got shut down look look when new orleans was shut down in april in march i talked to somebody in it was april, march yeah right i talked to somebody in april and they told me i said where were you today what'd you do today I went out, I went for a long walk, and I went, I had dinner. I said, what, you had dinner? I said, yeah. Where'd you have dinner? At a bar? I said, what? Wait a minute. You sat in a bar and had dinner? So then Texas closed down. It's a state right next to New Orleans, and New Orleans opens up. What happens? All those non-mass cootie-carrying motherfuckers go in New Orleans, and they infect the state. You get people from Arizona. They're there. You get people from Florida. They're all there. Everybody's going out, having a good time. They refuse to wear a mask. They go in the right place. Nobody gives a shit they wear a mask. And then, all of a sudden, everything goes up. The numbers go up. Uptick goes up. And the mayor goes, yep, I'm shutting the shit down. Why is it shut down? Because all the southern states were not shut down together. They all needed to be shut down together. But no, and- it's, it's, not like, it's not like that. Like they, they shut down, but there was no one 
facilitating anything that was happening. Like fucking uh, Tracy's neighborhood bar over on Magazine Street. You you've ridden past Tracy's, right? Yeah. They were open for St. Patrick's Day, and it's like they were like, "Oh yeah, like no gathering more than like fifty people or some shit like that." Oh, the police the had whole, to shut. The police had to shut whole, that down. There was a whole fucking block party that happened. Trace was like, "Fuck this, we're gonna do the thing anyway." And then, uh, you know, like uh, a month or two later, you know, like after the whole George Floyd thing and stuff started popping up and stuff, like the owner of Tracy's who was logged into like their fucking Instagram account was like posting all lives matter shit. Oh, like, yeah. dude, that shit was fucking crazy. And the worst part about it, there are people that still fucking go to Tracy's. And it's like, they either didn't know about it or they knew about it and they just like, don't give a fuck. It's like, no, there are people that Tracy's just, probably there are people that didn't know. But I, yeah. I think there are people that didn't know. But yeah, that bullshit, St. Patrick's Day was jacked. I can't, and the thing is, it's like, if you, if you give a fuck about shit like this, like, you definitely shouldn't support a fucking bar like Tracy's. If they're knowingly going out there and putting business before people and allowing shit like this to happen you, why would you support a business like that who obviously doesn't care about you but cares more about your wallet like they had just said that right no they had just sat they like yeah the mayor shut down the parades and when she shut down the parades for saint patrick's day is their normal they normally have a, a saint patrick's day a little parade and then they have a party mm-hmm. And everybody that was supposed to be. Well, yeah, because like that's all that's all located in the in the Irish Channel. So of right, course, they all sense. went like, to the, it runs through. Right, and they all went to the party, all the party, and then it was like. Uh, so I went to. I was on that weekend. What was that Saturday? St. Patrick's Day was on Saturday this year. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, I went to Miel Brewery, and they had a crawfish guy. And I God, like, Miel's beer is so fucking just okay. Uh, so I went and I went there and I had crawfish, had two little baskets of crawfish, had a couple beers, and then I walked over to um, Nola because I got a friend that works there. So I go mm-hmm. over to Nola. Sweet, sweet girl. And then after I go, but I'm talking to my friend. She's like, actually, our friend, and she says, "Hey." I can't leave. I thought I was going to be able to leave, but somebody's sick, and, and now I can't leave. I yeah, someone, someone's got a real bad case, and I'm drunk as shit right, right. now. Right, and I said, I can't leave. I'm sick. I'm hungry, and I said, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go up to Tracy's, because I know there were no St. Patrick's Day parades, and I said, I'll go up to Tracy's, and I will I'm not Tracy's. I'll go up to Parasol's, and I'll get Parasol's is great. I'll go. I'll go up to Paris, but they're owned by the same people. I'll go up to Paris. No fucking goddamn it! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Th- th- I'll get to that story. But so okay. I go up to Parasols and I go get a roast beef sandwich. I like, oh, I'll have a roast beef sandwich. Go and get one side. I said, what? Go and say, and I ask for the chef. Chef comes out and say, Hey, look. He said, We're only doing them to go. We're not doing them wrap. We just put them in this thing. And I was like, Okay. And then I said, Hey, can you hook me up with a to-go wrap sandwich? It's not for me. It's for somebody that can't leave their bar now. And it was like, yeah, cool, no problem. I looked at these bitches behind the counter and punch them in the face. So then I got, <laughs> I got my sandwich. Somebody had already yelled at me because I parked and said, you know, you're going to get a ticket. I was like, what? You're blocking their driveway? I said, no, I'm not blocking their driveway. Okay, maybe I was, but like five inches. <laughs> but there was like not enough so they couldn't get in there. And like, you know, I was gonna wait. wait, wait, wait I, was, I was gonna say, who was the uh, was it a guy or a girl that talked to you about blocking? Oh, it was a woman with her Irish flag. 
And in okay. the same scene. I was curious because I was curious because like if it was a guy, then it's like the guy of course is gonna be like way blocking the driveway because the guy doesn't know the difference between four inches and six inches. Like you, 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 you know that. Right. No, it was a it was a woman on the on the on Parasol Street, and she's like she's like, uh, you know, you know, we're gonna tow you away. I said I'm gonna pick up a sandwich. We're gonna they're gonna tow you and take you. I said in New Orleans, okay, no problem. And you. People always say that to me. Like I, they said it when I was in the quarter. I park somewhere. I'm going to be there for 20 minutes at the very, at the most 20 minutes. I got to walk somewhere and walk back. And they're like, you know what? We're going to get you a, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to get towed. I said, here? Yeah. Good luck with that. I mean, please. You can't, the ticket, the ticket writers meander. And you're going to get somebody that's going to tow the car. You gotta get a you gotta get a police tow vehicle. It's not like DC; they got to police tow vehicles parked all strategically all over the city to tow to tow a car. And well, no, like, it's the same. It's, I mean, it's the same thing, which, which is crazy to me because, like, you know, a lot of uh, the traffic should like that, like the traffic lights and a lot of the um, fuck, what's it called? The uh, the meter maids should like that. Like a lot of their checks and stuff, a lot of the businesses are actually like from Texas, like a lot of their paychecks and everything go through Texas and then have to come back over this way. Right. So, it, it's really fucking funny to me, like, how so adamant a lot of people are about this. Like, you realize, like, a lot of this money isn't going back towards your city, right? Like, this is funding other states and, like, there are other things that are going on. Oh, like, New Orleans, New Orleans is the most, the, New Orleans is they, they outsource have, so much they, shit. They outsource, but there's so much also that's stolen from the city, which I think is pretty phenomenal. It, it, to me, it's fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. do you know that the, the medium income for the city of New Orleans is 20... Oh, actually, the state of Louisiana is 28.5. Mm. That's the medium income. Now, you and I both know that if you want to live in decent housing in Louisiana, you got to pay money for it. So you can't have a medium income of 28.5 and live alone and live in decent housing. They set it up that way because it's cheaper for businesses to come down there. But the problem was after Katrina, they let all these people come down and buy property that did not live in Louisiana, did not live in the state. And now they have all these Airbnbs, and these people are trying to sell their properties now. It's it's pretty yeah, yeah because no one can fucking do anything with them. Right, it's pretty amazing because they're like, okay, it's a good, it, everybody's going. It's a good time to buy. Yeah, it's a good time to buy. It's a good time. Don't just don't buy on price. I negotiate because the fact is, if it's in a funky neighborhood, you know, you could probably wait on that a month or two because nobody has any money to buy anything. One, two. The people are selling are trying not to trying not to lose any more money because they're not making their money back on Airbnb. Property could be already paid for. Nine times out of ten it is because they bought it really cheap. Yeah. And, and they and they renovated it pretty cheap because the labor was cheap. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I can't. Uh that's cool. You know what? You know what? It's cool. Um we're I- if we if we if we take the first part of the recording we took into consideration, you know, we're a little bit over a half an hour in this first hour of recording. No, so, I'm just oh my, I'm just oh my god, New Orleans. I love that place. No. <laughs> I love that I love that place, and I want to punch it in the tit at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I'm just... so, so actually, so actually, there, there's a uh, we we can start getting more into like the actual topic that you know I have you on before because 
man, talking to you, we can, we could talk forever about, (laughs) but, um, you know, like kind of going into, you know, we talked a little bit about like, you know, your work and stuff like that. We talked a little bit about just what you, you know, how you've lived in the city and what you've seen. So one thing I definitely want to talk about is like, you know, uh, so Keisha, I've known you for not even, but has it, has it been a year that I've known you? Not uh, even, right? Or... No, no, two years. Almost two years. Almost has it been two fucking years? Yes! yes! I, have, I, have no, I have no sense of time, so you can't fucking ask me anything. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're Almost right. two years, yeah. Because I left our mutual job. I left, uh, my last day was on June 27th. I remember that because it was my mom's birthday. And I had to tell my mom, like, hey, happy birthday. Also, like, I kind of lost my job. So, what's up? (laughs) But, yeah. So, yeah, that was June 27th of uh, last year. So, yeah, I've known you. I've I've known you for at least a year. You're saying two years, though. How long were you working there by that point? By June 27th? No, no, because it was was actually the first. It was the second job I got when I got there. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't been there for six months. And I was in New Orleans for almost two and a half years. That doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> it was my. It was no. It is right. You were. You were. You were not. You were not working there for a year. You had been working there for at least. No, no, like, I didn't. No, I hadn't been working there for a year. I but no, yeah. I worked. I've been working for that company though already. I worked. Okay, but, I worked for the company and then I got transferred. It took me about two months. It took me a month to get transferred. Well, no, and that, that no. But no, no, that's the thing. It's like we, we we met at the mutual job there. Like when was that? That was what of what of two thousand nineteen? It was two thousand nineteen. No, it was two two thousand. Okay, so it's twenty nineteen eighteen mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen. That's when you started working at our yeah. mutual job or yeah, our mutual company. That, no, our mutual job and company. I don't that ah, that feels so wrong. No, no, because eighteen, Sorry. no eighteen, because. I told you I was looking for another job. And in 2018, I got that other job. I said, I'm already interviewing for this job. I think I'm going to get it. And then that bullshit Damn. happened. Yeah. And no, then, yeah, I, then that bullshit no, happened. Right. And that right. bullshit happened. And then I got fired on 2019 Mardi Gras. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that actually sounds pretty right. Because you were working when... Uh... When 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 Florida boy was working, yeah, yeah, fuck, so yeah, so we'll say two years, yeah, yeah, almost two years, because now it's like, ah, yeah. they have such a better recollection about this shit than I do. It's like, two I always years. Saw, oh my god, fucking Chris. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I've uh, I've known. Fuck no, yeah, you are right. No, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because because Baldy was working there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years. Okay. okay. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So I've known you for two years. And, uh, God damn, damn, that was a long time. So I've known you for about two years. And ever since I knew you, you and I fucking clicked immediately because we were both just a bunch of shit talkers who were also very adamant about doing our job. We talk a lot of shit, but we could back it up and we made sure that whatever we were doing was done the right way. Right. And, uh, so yeah, like I've always known you as just like a very strong, very confident woman who didn't take shit from anybody because... A, you knew a lot about the shit you were talking about, and B, if anything happens, you know, if one person said something negative about you, there's at least 30 other fucking people that could say the right thing and be like, yo, nah, like, this bitch knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. And, and so, like, the, the one thing, the one thing that I definitely want to talk about real quick, kind of going into the second half of the episode, is just, like, you know, 
my mom also is like you know very headstrong very but also very confident very sure of herself but good at her job woman and i know my mom has gotten a lot of flack from like you know other uh peers and stuff in her field and like you know men especially who are just very intimidated by her because of all like the good praise she gets and stuff for her job being in the South, that's a lot more, you know, male centered than a lot of the service industry. You know, it's like, you know, you've got a lot of men in the kitchen, you got a lot of men doing service jobs, a lot of men bartending and stuff like that. For someone who's very confident in like themselves, like, have you run into a lot of issues with that? Like being a woman, like being very headstrong, especially being a black woman. Uh, very uh, more more with white women than men in down south seriously which blows my mind and like no in the like not not the young people not the young women that think they're woke you know they think they're yeah. woke but i mean and even some of them i think it's actually really interesting i walked to this place and this woman was horrible to me she mm-hmm. was horrible, and and she got fired because she was, you know, doing catty bitch. No, because she did stuff on camera. That's how she ended oh, up getting fired. Fuck. And I was just like, oh no, she wanted to get fired. Nobody does um, that. Nobody goes in the kitchen and does that on camera. Anything they see on camera, I do stuff on camera, and I was like, yep, I know you're gonna see me, and I don't care. So, <laughs> so she she got fired because she did stuff on camera. And one week in particular, she was just, for whatever reason, I was, she, I, she was going to fuck with me and she was going to upset me. She could not upset me. And that upset her more than anything else. She got other people to pile on. Didn't upset what? me. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was sitting. What the fuck is this, Mean Girls? <laughs> no, this is awesome. Because this is awesome. So I was sitting at the bar. I was having a beer. Like, I was having a beer. I was leaving my shift, counting my money. I bought a beer. I was like, I bought a beer on the shower. I was like, ooh, this shift has been awesome. This was just horrible. Because I've been, been this like two shifts. I've been this bitch, been like, fuck with me, fuck with me. And I haven't said nothing. And, so, and I didn't stab her. One no, time. I, no, I didn't stab her one time. And then the black guy, the one black guy that works on the floor there, he says, he said, you know, they trying to break you. And I said, <laughs> and I just started laughing. And he oh, goes, I would have laughed too. I'm like, bitch, I'm not a horse. The fuck? And, and then he goes, he goes, he goes, the more you say nothing. He said, he said, I am actually entertained because I have never seen anybody fuck with her to the point and not fuck with it. You said nothing to her. You haven't said anything. You haven't acknowledged her harassment. You just pretended she don't exist. And it just drives her absolutely crazy. I said, oh, yeah, and I'm going to keep doing that for the next six months. So <laughs> he said, he said, you can't do that for six months. I said, I was married. I can do anything. So like, respect, respect. And 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 I and I looked at him. And I said, "It makes me laugh." I said, "So is this what high school is supposed to be like?" He goes, "What?" I said, "I did not have a mean girl experience. I I mean, I knew mean girls in high school, but I hung out with a gang of smart people, so we didn't really give a shit. So I still don't give a shit now. I did yeah, just." It's, it's just, <laughs> no, that's real. That's fucking real. And it's just really, it's it's really to me fascinating. The more 
the most issues I've had down south are issues with white women or oh, some black women that just look at me sideways. But I don't know them well, and they're not my friends, so it doesn't matter. And then I've had white women that have they weren't they weren't they were friendly enough, but they were friendly enough so they could figure out how to break me down. And they figured out they couldn't break me down. They're like, fuck. Oh, and then some of them, this is like the most fascinating part of it. Because I look as young as I do, they assume that I was 20 years younger than them. 20 years. That's nice. And I was their age. Ooh, that's not nice. Yeah, I know. They're looking at me. Oh, oh. I was like, oh, no, I'm the same. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, why would I lie about being 55 years old? Why do you lie? Yeah, about but that? yeah, no, that's right. Because that that's that's basically like a like a six year old being like, no, I'm definitely eighteen or like I'm twenty one. I can get into this club. But it's like, why would you lie about being in your fifties? Right. That's no. So fucking random. No, I uh, no, and I had I don't. But actually, somebody told me that I should put on my Tinder. I was forty five. So you know what? You pass really easy for forty five. You can put forty five on your Tinder page. I was like, why would Wait. I just like that? Just sounds stupid. Why would I just? Why do I do that? I'm not that interested. Because you, because you can? Oh, please. What? Am I going to track somebody younger? I track somebody younger now. Look at the way I look. And being the age I am, why do I have to lie about it? That's fair. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I think, and mostly that was another envious part of just the whole working with women that were my age that did not see me as their age because I look so much younger. And I am a big goofy, but you know me, and you know I'm a goofy girl. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're goofy, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, you definitely, you can read a room, which is the most, you know, the best thing you can say. A lot of people don't know how to fucking read a room. Oh, I can read a room and destroy one at the same time. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. I, told, I told my ex-husband, I told him, I said, if I move there and I get unhappy, and, and I move there and I'm unhappy, ain't nobody going to be happy. Nobody that comes in contact with me or you will be happy. So let's just do this the right way right now before I just, because it was something I didn't want to do. That's fair. I, I, That's fair. That's fair. You know, and then because you can read, you know what the, the worst part of knowing how to read a room is? You know how to destroy one. I guess I'm glad I can't read a room. No, you, you should use your powers for good. I try to use my powers for good. <laughs> I really Why? Do. I don't know. I do try to use my powers for good until I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, if you can cause a little chaos, why not fucking do it? I can I mean, cause... And I can, I'll, you know what? And the, the, the funny thing about causing chaos, you don't even have to say a lot to cause chaos. All you got to do is put a couple of nuggets in the weak people. Yep, it just goes spreading off, and then there's chaos everywhere. You're like, <laughs> well, no, and that's that, that's 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 the funny thing about chaos. All you really gotta do is plant a seed, and then you just let that seed grow into a tree, and it's fucking great. A lot of times, if you're good at your job, you don't even do a lot. You just do a little thing. You're just like, now we just wait and see what happens. It's 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 as simple as just like you know, everyone's like you know, everyone's hungover, passed out on the fucking floor. Whatever, you're just like, I'm gonna just, I'm just, I'm just leave this Lego right here and see what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna, let's just let, let, let's let's watch one of these barefoot ass motherfuckers just try to walk around the room right now. We'll see what happens.
there's a you know there's a um there's a line what's the, the black guy in um Waterboy who is like the kicker and he goes who's gonna be my bitch who's gonna be my bitch <laughs> who's gonna be my bitch that's kind of like what you're doing when you're like you're like oh I am having a really shitty day and I'm gonna spread my shit everywhere. I'm See, and that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's my thing. Like, if, when, when I, like, if I have a really bad day, a lot of times I'll seclude myself in my room. I'll do my thing. I'll listen to some sad little fucking emo hot topic music from like 2001. It's fine. You know, I'm going to keep it to myself. But there are moments where I'm having a really shitty fucking day and no one will just leave me the fuck alone. I'm just like, I'm just spread a little chaos right now. I'm just like, alright, cool. Everybody wants to come over. I really want to be alone. I'm just going to drop a couple ice cubes on the floor and wait for them to melt. All right, cool. You guys want to hang out? We're going to hang out in the kitchen. Let's see what happens. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, typically, when little I... Little seeds. Little seeds of chaos. Little seeds of chaos. Because that's the thing. Typically, even if I went to work and I wasn't in a great mood, I mean, you know what? I'm going to go to work. I'm going to make it the best day I can. I know I'm mm-hmm. in a shitty mood. And then somebody will fuck with you. And they don't just fuck with you a little bit. They just... Poke at you, poke at you, poke at you, poke at you. Like a fucking asshole. And I was just like, I was like, really? Is this where we're going? Oh, let me see. What was I holding on to that I need to share with you that I shouldn't have shared? Mm, Today I'm going to share that little bit of nugget knowledge from (laughs) a month ago. Fuck your husband. (laughs) (laughs) From from a month ago. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, they, they talk about you smell bad, but I think your patchouli is good. And then just walk away. And it's like, who said that? Oh, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't say that they said that. I just overheard <laughs> is it. That, is that Amber Musty? No, it's Amber <laughs> Must. Same thing. Same thing. And then you just walk away and just watch it all unravel. And you just go, and your little secret evil heart just chuckles inside. <laughs> You know, I, no, 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 and that's always the best thing. That's always the best thing. Just walk into it. You know, I don't understand what everyone's saying. I don't think your nose is that big. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just moon, and then you just moon walk away. Oh my god, I love <laughs> those pants that you've been wearing for the last two weeks. Those are fantastic <laughs> pants. I don't know what everybody's talking about. I just like, <laughs> we're awful people. But you know what? I'm so sorry. Table three needs some sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As you like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm, you know, the, the fucked up part is, you know, the first fucked up part about that is, what is it? That, you know, you know, you're doing it. Like, and I try. Oh, yeah. I try so hard not oh, to do that God, to people. I try because, you know what? It's so, it's, it's bad. It's really yeah, but that's the thing though. It's like bad. people, people in this business make it so easy to be bad though. They make it so easy. Well, this is the thing. Like you know what? This this is the thing that I find really interesting. I work for a company, and the whole purpose of this company is interacting with the public. You get told more no's than yes every fucking day, like salespeople do, and Did they are like the most. And they're the most sensitive motherfuckers in the world. And I'm just like, y'all are real sensitive for a lot of people to get a told no for a living. I'm like, who who is who behaves that way? And you know, and then sometimes Bitches. and sometimes you just go, Am I gonna yeah, I'm gonna put a little nugget out there? No. So the nuggets that I have for this company, I'm saving them until I leave. I'm saving everything. I have every 
bit documented. Dates, times, everything. Because when I leave, mm-hmm. I'm leaving with a bus and I'm driving over a bunch of people. I'm purposely, <laughs> I'm purposely driving over people. I'm not going to back up because my trailer back is going to be so long. It's going to go, it's going to go on for at least about 20 minutes. Man, this is a real bumpy road I'm on right now. Oh, and you know what the thing is? If you're going to be woke, be woke. If you're not going to be woke, I'm going to help you be woke because I'm going to help you on my way out the door <laughs> and tell you why I'm leaving. I'm going to tell you why I'm leaving, what your racial issues were, what your women issues were, what your recruiting issues are. Yeah. All those. I'm just like, mm-hmm. So I've been keeping a lovely little diary just because of that. <sighs> I think when I leave, they may call me back for a witness because somebody's going to be written up. Because there's some stuff that there's stuff that happened that was definitely wrong and illegal. I'm like, ooh, I can go to HR now, or I can wait till I leave. I'm gonna wait till I leave. Yeah, you always want to wait till you leave. You see, be like, all right, like I said, you just moonwalk out that bitch. You good? Yep, yeah, because I'm gonna wait till I leave till I get my references and everything, and I can walk away. Bye. Because I'm not smart. You smart. You always had to. You always had to wait until you until you're in with that next job. Because I'm not going back to them. These are these are people I'll never work for again. Yeah, I would yeah, never recommend anybody work for them. I would never work for them again. I think they're absolutely crazy. It's a cult. I work for a cult. That's I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I do. And I'm not sheep. So that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sheep out there in the world. And there's a lot of people that are switch hitters. They're not really sheep, but they can play sheep on TV. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sheep, but I play one on TV. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's right, like right that. now, like right that. now, I'm playing sheep on TV. So I'm not really a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you! That's funny. Oh my yeah. god! Somebody told me the best joke ever. Tell us me. Said, tell oh, tell us me, and then after that, after that, we're gonna go. We're gonna go on a quick break. Okay, but it was funny. Okay, so they didn't really own the joke, but they repeated part of the joke. They talked about how, um. What were we watching? I was watching Wu Tang Clan last night. They had to fuck with. Right, we were watching Wu Tang Clan, but we we're talking about how Flavor Flav is this a character, mother. is a caricature of a lot of black people. What up? he's well, isn't he part of the NWA? Wu-Tang? Yeah, but he's still a caricature. He's yeah. a, you know he's a caricature. Okay, okay, okay right. Sorry. He's he's considered a caricature of a lot of black people. And, you know, people, black people like him because he's kind of like a character of people that you don't want to be, but, you know, you like watching and everything. That's oh, like, no, yeah, and, no. He's, he's definitely, like, a living version of the portraits you get whenever you go up in this, like, whenever you go right. to, like, Long Beach or some shit. Like. Right. And then they say, and Donald Trump is a caricature of white, of, of white businessmen. I said, yeah, but we would not elect Flavor Flav as president. And it was like, he was like, oh, that's so true. I said, we, I mean, understand, we understand who Flavor Flav is. We wouldn't have him running our finances. Are you fucking kidding me? No, we would not. No, we has, would not. Okay, no, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Flavor Flav hasn't gone broke. No, uh-uh. That's, no, no I feel like, I feel like that'd be like, that, the equivalent of Donald Trump, I feel like for like the black, like entertainment would be like, if you had MC Hammer running for president. <laughs> You would have MC Hammer running your economy. Oh no! Like, I'm sorry. He still he still can't touch this. He still can't <laughs> touch this 
with a Fritos popcorn. He still oh can't touch this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But oh, no, like, that's but like, but like, but like, But like MC Hammer had like a one-hit wonder, made a fuck ton of money, went on the road. And his issue was that he, he distributed his wealth way too, way too vastly, way too quickly. Like he put on these huge touring shows. And paid everybody a fuck ton of money. And then afterwards, he realized he couldn't pay anybody any money because he went fucking broke. Right. Well, you know. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much what Donald Trump's doing. He's but, pretty much like only helping like his friends, only helping his like, Oh, his please. Partners. He's helping his that's, family. His, yeah, but, he, I mean, he's no, helping himself. How yeah, much money has he made playing golf? Really? Well, no, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. MC Hammer is better equivalent than Flavor Flame as far as the comparison to Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we're gonna, if we're gonna throw out some some scenarios, we gotta put the right characters down. That's all I'm saying. Okay, no problem. I get it. All right, I get it. I get it. I get it. Get it. Get it. Good. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break. Um, is there anything else you want to knock out real quick before we? Pop off for a uh, I don't know. Do we know where we're going when we get? We know where this train is going when we get back. Here? When we get back, we're gonna focus a little bit more about what your time was like, business wise, while you were in, you know, while 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 you're in New Orleans. Because that's one thing. <laughs> like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna compare, like, because you know, I've known you, like, you, you know, you talk a lot about like when you lived in DC and stuff. I wanna definitely compare what it was like being a black confident woman in dc versus being a black confident woman in new orleans i definitely want to get that comparison from like south to like you know the other side the coastal side so like, Ooh, be, okay all right all right so i'm out of one i'm going in i got i got some <laughs> got some scotch and i'm i think i'm gonna be open see and that's great see i just opened a really nice bottle of russell's reserve i'm really excited to drink i bought it from a friend of mine who works over at martin's not mm-hmm. sponsored but one of my really good friends over there so I'm really excited to taste this the moment we get back. So we Actually, will definitely no, no, compare. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. You know what I got? I got some bullet rye. I think I'll just put that on my I head. fucking hate rye, but bullet rye is solid. <laughs> All right. You know, jack rye is the worst. Oh, no. That's awful. That's like, it's that's trash. like, that's like horse ass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to message you when we're ready to hop back on. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to hop off here for a little bit and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you in a minute. Bye. Bye. See you in a minute. Hey guys, Future Mark here. I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in for another episode, and we hope you guys enjoy the rest and everything we have coming up for you guys later on. A lot of big surprises, and yeah, we just hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Welcome back with your ugly ass. Oh, I'm not ugly anyway. Oh no, I contest to that. You, you, you cute as fuck. Wait a minute. Okay, so you know what? So. I've seen guys and dolls a bunch of times. I've even performed it. I forgot that Marlon Brando was one of the singers in Guys and Dolls. <laughs> You'd be surprised of a lot of actors who were a lot of things in a lot of movies. Like this is real. Because even then, when you look at the uh, the Mamma Mia movie that came out a few you know a few years ago, Mamma Mia One and Mamma Mia Two, the cast and that like what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like why were you in this movie? Why did you want to be in this movie? So, yeah. Yo, motherfuckers got to pay for houses. Why, why is Nicolas Cage in 17 movies a year? Motherfucker owes taxes. Like, I'm not mad at it. Make your money. Oh, no, I'm not mad at it. Samuel L. Jackson, every year, a thousand movies. I, you know, I'm not mad at him. No, one, one of my favorite jokes was, like, the whole Dave Chappelle thing where he was, like, Samuel L. Jackson is constantly in a, 
in movies that black people would never be in. Like you always see him pop up random times. You're just like, what, what the fuck? There are black people in this universe? Like I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. like, 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 especially like with Star Wars, it's like, I love, uh, he was talking about like his, his favorite Samuel Jackson movie was like Star Wars because all the white people had to call it master. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, no, that's like, fucked up and that's awesome. It's like, actually, no, that's really fucking great. <laughs> so, like, I okay. never thought about it that way. Okay. So, so? I, I just, never mind. I had a brain brain fog because I was thinking about Samuel Jackson. I was thinking about movies with black people. Oh, (laughs) I saw saw an interview today with Tyler Perry. Gail King did it this morning, CBS this morning. It was a very good interview. So Tyler Perry is the first person, the first person that is in film to and do series to open up his studio. That's what's up. And he opened up his studio, and he he did um he did the last part of the beginning part of Sisters. I don't really watch it, but um, what the interesting part was, he had three hundred eight cast members. He said, "Look, I can I could I was still making money. I could have sat around and actually waited for a virus or something. I mean, waiting for a vaccine. But then, what would my people do? They got car notes. They got things to pay. So we she, he said I interviewed a bunch of people." I went to the doctors and I tried to find the safest way to do it. So you would get there. He bought the first 200 people there, I think, 100 people there. And then he quarantined them. They got their medical check. Everybody was quarantined according to when they were needed. So you would get there and you'd be quarantined for 14 weeks, 14 days. And he was saying, yeah, you know, my people were so good because we had a we had an open bar. <laughs> and he said... But you got food delivered. You had to stay, basically. And there was stuff you could do six feet away from other people and be outside. But basically, you were in your space and you were quarantining your space. And then you were tested every four days. And they, he did a whole shoot. And they all left and nobody got COVID. And now he's bringing people in for the Ovid. And he's going Oval, which is one of his other shows. And he's doing it the same way. And I find that really fascinating that this is the guy that everybody makes fun of his freaking movies. I don't care. Black people like his movies and he's making money on his movies. So I ain't mad about that. So the best part is that his studio is up and running and he's found the smart way to still do business in Hollywood where nobody else is recording anything. Well, okay, so that's actually super interesting that you brought that up. Uh, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to go straight more into the topic and everything. But so, um, are you familiar with uh, Zendaya at all? Yes, yes. Okay, so do you know about the uh, movie that she filmed during quarantine? No, I do not. Okay, so this is actually really cool. So, so Zendaya, like you know, she's got uh, the show that she's on right now, uh, Euphoria. I've seen and it. It's actually interesting. Yes, I've is it good? It. I haven't watched it yet. I'm really I've seen excited. It. It's, kind of, it's, it's so fucked up, but I, I mean, it's good though. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. But um, so Zendaya, like you know, quarantine and stuff is going down, and you know, she was just like, oh, like you know, like I'm, I, there's so much shit I want to do. Like I'm not really like, like there's got to be a way around this. And she contacted the director. I, I think it was for the show. And was like, hey, you know, there's quarantine going on. 
people are like, you know, losing their fucking minds. There's gotta be something we can do. Like we gotta be able to like put out something for people. And what they did was they, um, I think they either rented or bought a house in this like several acre, like little countryside kind of thing. And what they did was like, you know, they had, I think it was like no more than like 50 people work on the whole film. They brought them in. Everyone like was in rooms and stuff. They, everyone had like their own room. At most, I think it was like three people per room. And they quarantined themselves in these rooms for a little weeks and stuff. They had chefs come in, uh, film, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, videographers and stuff come in. Like everyone who worked on it, like, come in. And they stayed in this place for two weeks, quarantined themselves, and then recorded based on, you know, kind of like what you were talking about, like, you know, recorded based on, like, who was needed at what point and stuff like that. And it was like, it's like the first movie film that we're in quarantine. And a lot of people are looking at this thing and it's like, if it's, if it's a success, if it's a good movie, it's like, this movie could save Hollywood because it's like, you know, a lot of people are afraid to go out and do things because everyone's afraid to get sick, everyone's afraid to do this and do that. But it's like, if this movie is a success and it's as good as a lot of people are thinking it's going to be, this this could save Hollywood. But at the same time, it's just like, I mean, everything's going to come on a streaming service at some point. Like, movie theaters aren't going to be a thing anymore. So... Oh, yeah, no, I have a friend of mine that, that runs a bar program, a really good bar program at a movie theater. Like, she creates a menu for every new movie that comes out. I mean, it's actually really cool. But the question is, what happens to movie theaters now? Like, for example, one of those... Oh, a, lot people, of them, a lot of them are going out of business. I mean, people go, they're going to drive-ins now. They're going to drive-ins now. Right, really? I love drive-ins. I love drive-ins. I, I love the drive-in when I... But, see, there were no drive-ins when I was old enough to... When I was... When, was I driving it? No, but when my friends were old enough to drive, there were no drive-ins, but there was an X-rated drive-in that we all went to. <laughs> Hello. I was, I, was, I was willing you to finish, but you know. No, finished. no, no, no. That's it. Because it was actually interesting. A bunch of people not having sex, seeing sex performed in ways that you should never see. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> really, it was just. But it was just really. There was booty cheeks, pussy lips. Everyone's doing their thing. Oh no, Everyone's no, no. We what, what the movie I remember seeing was Cinderella. Which one? Oh, there's one with a with a with a. A dildo that is the size of a that's tall and the size of a small person that Cinderella gets on top of. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's like it's an old movie. Like I think it's like from the eighties, early. Okay, I mean, yeah. that's, I'm sure I'm sure it's better than that weird ET porn parody that happened. That just, <laughs> oh, now you're laughing. I think, have you seen it? No, and I'm not going to. I'll no. send you screenshots. I'll send you screenshots. It's fucking weird. So, <laughs> thank you. I so, so definitely the main thing I want to talk about was um, I knew you kind of like, you know, you were talking about coming from D.C. and everything. One thing I want to compare is just like you and I, you know, we talked about a couple things at a time, but I really want to know because I don't really know much about it. And I'm pretty sure the listeners kind of would be interested in it being the very strong, confident woman that a lot of people have heard you to be during this podcast session and how very honest and blunt you can be. Because, you know, bad bitches do bad things and all that good shit. Yeah. What, uh... <laughs> so, like, what what was it like coming from D.C., working there, and then coming to New Orleans and working here? Like, obviously, two very different working environments, especially for the service industry and you know, bartending and doing all like the more like logistical aspects of a lot of things. So like, what, what was that switch up like? Oh my God, I was so stupid. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> so stupid. Okay, first of all, my mom warned me, y'all want to go down south. I was like, what? It's the new south. Everybody's all cool now. People from north moved down there. People all woke. It's cool. I can go down south. I definitely can go to New Orleans. Oh, my fucking God. I am an idiot. So <laughs> it's, 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 okay, no, I'm not an idiot. I just was naive. I thought what I really believed was that in some kind of way, I would be welcome. Like, oh, yeah, carpetbagger, you'd be welcome. No, I'm not, I'm not a carpetbagger, but I wasn't really welcomed either. All my friends that I had when I got down there were all, except for one, were all from not there. D.C., Pittsburgh, Chicago, upstate New York, California. I don't have one friend. Chicago, I mean, really, not one friend do I have in New Orleans is originally from New Orleans. I'm sorry. I have one friend that's originally from New Orleans. Everybody I... else everybody else is from somewhere else. And I think it's really fascinating because that is, everybody talks about, oh, you're going to meet all these people in New Orleans. Yeah, you meet people. I meet a lot of people in New Orleans. But not from New Orleans. No, but you know, not from New Orleans. The dating sucks. Oh my God, the dating side. Dating here, dating here is pretty bad, especially like right now for me. Like during COVID, it's like dating here is pretty bad. Um, I I met someone actually uh, today. We matched on Tinder and we had a great conversation. Uh, they live in Covington, and they're super fucking cool. And the thing about that is just like we're thirty three miles apart, and I didn't know they lived in Covington. Like I I like to bike. I like to exercise. I've lost a lot of weight, which mm-hmm. has been really really great. And um, I bike 20 to 30, sometimes 40 miles at a time. But it's like, they live in Covington. It's like, that's on the other side of the river. So I looked at it. I was like, yeah, like, let's just check it out. What's biking to Covington? Like, it's a six-hour bike ride. <laughs> yeah. That's a long-ass bridge, right? That bridge is that is- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm driven over looking- that bridge. I'm driven over that bridge looking- going, what's looking- an ending? I'm dripping over the at the directions. I was looking at the directions and I was like, I, I was really thinking about it. I was like, this person's really attractive. This person, like, we have a lot of stuff in common. They've got great taste in music and stuff. And like, I really, no, seriously, I was thinking, I was like, I really want to get to know them. They seem really, really cool. And I was like, is biking six hours worth it? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, probably. But like, you know, we were talking to stuff and they were just like, yeah, like, you know, I, you know, I could always drive over to come see you. And I'm like, you know, like they, they were just like, Oh, you know, it's like a 44-minute drive, 50-minute drive. And I was like, it's a 44 It's really, a, it's a short yeah. drive. It's no, a six-hour bike ride, but it's a short no, drive. No, 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 that's <laughs> what I was saying. I was like, I'm not mad if you want to drive. It's cool. You, know, you come over. I'll make dinner. I'll make some cocktails. It'll be great. We can definitely do that. So I was like, I don't know. If, like, if with the first time we meet, I bike six hours. I'm sweaty as fuck. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to be really sexy or not. So just let me know what's going on. <laughs> But I think, I, we're, I think we're supposed to meet up next week. And I'm really excited to meet them. Like, they're, they're really cool. So. Well, you know what? I'm happy. If you meet somebody, I'm happy for you. I mean, I spent... Oh, you're so nice. No, I really am. I'm happy for, I'm happy for anybody that meets anybody. I, I was there for two, almost two and a half years. And I'm coming back. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem is that, you know, in my dating life, there was horrible. Working was horrible and dating was horrible. Working was especially horrible because I, I mean, you know, I expect to be paid for my skills. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry. They ain't trying to pay anybody for their skills down south. They, you know, because the, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just mm, I'm taking. This, I'm taking. I'm taking. No, no. I'm taking a sip of this whiskey. Oh, that's why, it, that's why I was like, I'm sorry. I screamed because this this bitch smoky. I wasn't expecting this to be the smoky. It's it's fucked up because Louisiana educates. They have a bunch of universities, great yeah. universities. They Dillard, edu- Xavier, Tulane, Loyola. Right. They've got some good schools there. LSU. L- I mean, mm-hmm. just go through the state. They have a bunch of universities. They educate a bunch of people, and nobody stays in the state. <laughs> I mean, really, they educate all these people. The only people that stay in the state are people that have family there already. And they have jobs and stuff set up. So if you're going to school to be a doctor or a dentist, nine times out of ten, your family's a doctor or dentist, and you're going back into practice. The, the, the truth is, though, if you come from out of town, you fall in love with New Orleans, everybody ain't going to be mayor. <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody has to work somewhere, and the job, the money is just not there. It's and, not. And it's not, and it's unfortunate. It could be, but They've made a deal already with their corporate sponsors because their medium income is twenty eight five, and their housing. If you want to live in Disney housing, you got to pay at least eight to thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month for decent housing. So you either have to have a roommate, and if you don't have a roommate, you just broke all the time. So I, I think that's a really, and 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 the fucked up part is. They don't make an investment in people that are trying to stay in the city that are not married and don't have any children. That's the people that are going to sustain your city. That's the people in the end that's going to end up working, staying, making a family, all that stuff. Those are people you want to help in the beginning of their careers in Louisiana. Because if you can do those things, those people will stay they will meet somebody else, get married, have babies. You will get more tax dollars. Now you have these educated people and they're like, ah, yeah, I made my money. I'm going to apply for a job anywhere else here. Anywhere else but here. Because you're not paying enough money. You can't keep an LSU student. You can't keep, you definitely can't keep a two-lane student unless they got family or they're trying to work for social services. And they're going to they're gonna make their bones in New Orleans before they leave to go somewhere else. Please. That's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, no, that's... No, that's and, and the thing of, like, for me, like, I grew up in Los Angeles. And it's super fucking expensive there. And, like, it got way more fucking expensive the more I lived here. And my whole thing with that was just, like, you know, a lot of people were just like, oh, are you going to move back to, like, California after everything's over? And I was like, no. Everyone's like, why not? I'm like, do you know how fucking expensive it is to live in California? I can't afford to live in DC. Yeah. I can't afford. I can't. I can't afford to live in the apartment that I lived in when I lived left two and a half years, almost three years ago. I can't afford to live there. I cannot. I would have to have. I would make. I'd have to make six figures, and I'd have to have somebody else making six figures also in my household. And that's mm-hmm. fucked up. That is fucked up. So yeah, I can't. I don't want to. I don't even want to come back. Somebody's like, "Oh, you can come back here." I'm like, "I can't afford to come back here. I have to come back here and live in suburbia." Well, nothing's wrong with living in suburbia. Yeah, nothing's wrong with living in suburbia if you're already married, or if you already booed up with somebody. Living in suburbia when you're single, 
Shit, that's like a death sentence. You never get laid again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you over here thinking about the dick. Uh, well, hey, this is truth. You never get laid again. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it does happen. People in suburbia, there are single people living in suburbia. And well, it's not only like that. Not only like that, there are a lot of swingers living in suburbia. So you can definitely get, you know, you can definitely get a dick down. But you also got to uh, maybe, you also got to lick a little bit of kitty. And that's, are you cool with that? It, you know what this is? This is the time of COVID. I ain't trying to lick, touch nothing. And <laughs> you know what? I didn't, you know what? You know what? I, I came here. I've been quarantined. I got a, I got a COVID test. I got antibodies. I couldn't get a COVID test in New Orleans. There's enough lines. But I got a, I got a, a COVID test here. Came back negative. I did antibody test. Came back negative. I know I had the COVID. <laughs> I know I had it. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, God, no, like, oh my God, pre-COVID, I miss that shit so much. And this, this is the funny thing about it, like, I haven't worked in six months, but like, you know, luckily enough, like, I was able to save and everything and take care of myself for a little while, and it's getting to the point now where I'm probably going to have to try to find a job soon, because six weeks of unemployment isn't really going to help. God damn, you are slashing this ice around, it is picking up audio right now real hard. Oh, I'm sorry. That's me and my eyes. Sorry. Yeah, bitch, I fucking know. And everyone listening is going to fucking I'm go, sorry. motherfucker. No, oh, you know, I just thought about because I just thought I was talking to you and it was me. No, no, my eyes. no. This is not the first time. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm trying to send you some of this audio when it's done. This is not the first time I've heard I swish around. Even you, and this, this is how I know you can probably suck dick with the rest of them. It's because I have been listening to you gulp down wine and shit. And I was like, God damn, this bitch got a throat like a fucking vacuum cleaner. Hey, that's not nice. Be nice. I'm just, I'm just saying. Be I love nice. You. I love you. Be nice. I, no, I love you. And I support you in whatever you want to do. I'm just this saying. Is, no, no. But, God, is, but God damn, you are gulping. What the fuck? I was, I was, it was tequila. Okay, so I didn't go. Okay, so. I got tequila for my birthday, and so I got okay. tequila, and I put some agave nectar in it, just like a little bit, and mm-hmm. squeeze some fresh limes. It's delicious. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> 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 it was delicious. Agave salt. It's the right amount of sweetness, and it's like a little earthy. I love that little bit of earthiness to it. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, my God. It was so good. So It's so good. So I'll put my ice inside. I am so sorry. And I yeah. have been sitting here. <laughs> I know, and, and and like I said, I'm keep, I'm keeping this in. I'm not cutting this audio. I know, because it it's me. <laughs> people are going to be hearing the fact that you, I'm like, <laughs> what is that? That's really weird in the background. Oh, that's just Keisha over here swishing some fucking ice around me and a little fucking asshole. You know how Keisha, you know how Keisha do. Yeah, you know how Keisha do. It's all good. Oh my God. I am so sorry. You know what? I do apologize. I really forgot, and I was just like, oh, because it's like we're having a conversation. Did you forget like, that you were being recorded? Or yes. Yes, for a minute I did. Yes, I did. God yes, I did. Because, you know, because this is how we would sit up and talk anyway. That's fair. That's this is fair. how we would sit up and talk anyway. So, yeah, I completely forgot I was being recorded. <laughs> well, no, and that's, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I, I want conversation to feel very natural on the show, and <laughs> you know, like, like you know, uh, I'm, I'm calling it season one, but like, you know, the first, the, <laughs> but like the first, the first six months of season one, and we have a social surprise at the end of the first season, but season one is just, you know, me recording with a lot of my friends and stuff and getting them on and them telling their stories and stuff. And 
it, I feel like a lot of people forget that. It's just like, we have a prompt, but a lot of this is very impromptu. The whole point is get up to what we want to talk about, but this is just a casual fucking conversation for, for me and, and my friends on the show right now. So a lot of times, yeah, you will get people swishing around fucking ice because it just feels like another fucking phone call we're having. <laughs> yeah, it would be. And really, and the thing is, like, I got I got a headset on, but if mm-hmm. we were having this conversation, I got my phone where I'm not losing battery. Mm-hmm. If we were really just having a regular conversation, my phone would still be set that same way. I would still have my ice cubes and I would still be squishing. But you'd be like, will you fucking stop? What are you fucking doing? You would have said, what are you fucking doing? What's that noise? What is the fuck is that noise? What's that noise? That's what you would ask me. What's that noise? Well, no, now, now, as I say, now I got to call y'all way more aggressively because I'm just like, hey, bitch, um, there was this loud noise in the background going right now. I don't know what's happening, but. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's me. Little, and it, it's pretty auditory. People can Yeah, and, and you know what? And it's the thing is, I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to add more tequila. I want more tequila, but I'm not going to drink any more tequila. So I'm Why just not? trying to, I'm trying to water down the tequila that I'm drinking. So, uh, you better fucking switch your finger around that bitch to the goddamn. <laughs> I didn't know I needed a store. And you know, <laughs> you can't give yourself COVID, so I think you'll be fine. Uh, no, no, I had, I mean, no, it's it's cool. Nobody else is touching me, so yeah, I can't give myself COVID. You ain't got to <laughs> sad, you ain't got to hit my heart with that sadness right now, but I feel <laughs> yeah, really. Do I sound sad? No, that's fair. Cause, you know, <laughs> no, no one, no one can, no one can please me the way I please. Yeah, I know. Actually, the really funny thing is, you know, because you're on Tinder and, and I'm on o- Tinder and OkCupid up here. Oh, dude, I'm on Tinder, OkCupid, uh, Field, Hinge, Bumble, <laughs> and uh, fuck you. And but the thing that makes me laugh about the whole thing is, you know, I, I'm talking to people going, oh, so you didn't figure out that you needed a COVID booby pool? That's happened. Like, there are people that were dating people. Before. Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine the people are seeing somebody kind of before this happened, the lockdown happened, and going, and you're thinking, damn, they weren't really that bad. No, I because the person, no, because the person I was looking at with before COVID started was that bad. You're like, uh, but, yeah, some of them are, but you think of us like, oh, they weren't really that bad. We could have probably not lived in the same place, but we could have been in the same circle. At least I could have got laid regularly. That's what people are thinking now. Well, see, for me, like, sex isn't really, like, a big thing to me. Like, I, sex is okay. Like, for me, like, making out is like sex. So, like, here, here's my analogy. Making out is that ice cream cone that I really wanted that day. I had a really long day. I really just wanted like a nice scoop of just ice cream. Sex is like, I wanted ice cream and them motherfuckers gave me a fucking sun, a fucking banana split sundae. I'm like, <laughs> I just wanted ice cream. Yeah, but goddamn, this is pretty fucking nice too. This is great. Well, no, I'm not getting ice cream. I'm not getting ice cream or a split. I'm not getting, I'm not getting ice cream the cone, the scoop, the spoon of ice cream. I'm not getting any of that, so it's fine. It's just sad, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. No, no. See, see, for me, masturbating is pretty much like, I really want an ice cream, but I guess I'll, I'll fucking get a push pop. That's cool. 
Okay. So what were we supposed to talk about? We were supposed to be talking about something specific. Okay, so we're gonna. So yeah, no, so we're gonna hop in. Uh, we were comparing what it was like working in uh, the difference between working in DC to working in New Orleans. Um, I worked with a lot of smart people in DC. I remember you, you said that. And that sounds really horrible because I know there are. It does sound people. horrible. There are smart people in New Orleans. I just didn't happen to work with a lot of them, and that's that's just the fact of life. So, it, it just, you know, I, I... I feel like a lot of that may have to, like, work with just, like, kind of, like, how the idea of laid back... You know, like, New Orleans has, like, the, you know, the identity of, of the big easy, you know? Yeah, I know, I get and that, I but think, that like, doesn't a make you... people are, like, very lackadaisical at times when it comes to But things. that doesn't make you... That doesn't make you an idiot. You could be lax and not an idiot. You could be in the New Orleans state of mind and not an idiot. I met people in the New Orleans state of mind that are not idiots. I just happen to work with a lot of idiots. I just, you know, I mean, I, not everybody, but and, and but a majority people, of people. Woo, girl. Woo. I, I, you know what? I work with some people, and I just want to say, just wow, just wow. Really, just sometimes I just go, wow. You thought about that. And that's what you came up with. And you started to share that with the rest of the world. You need to keep your mouth shut and stop thinking. I mean, really, just like, wow. I've, I've, I've seen some things. And it's just really, and it, it, it makes me sad sometimes. And then sometimes, No, like, I've, I've definitely worked with people that are just like, fuck, like, there is no way that you have made it through life and are okay as a person. There's no way that you have just survived this long and just been totally okay. Like, how is this possible? Right. So, you know, what did my grandmother say? Children and fools. God protects children and fools. Well, I was going to say, you can't ask me. I've never, I've, I've never met grandma. But no, that's what my grandmother said. God protects children and fools. And so there's a lot of foolish people in New Orleans for whatever. Like it just, it's really, it's 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 such an interesting construct of a city because it is a definite southern city. Yeah. But it has some, and it has, and, and it's a city with a lot of small town leanings that is separated by where people live. Like, and it's really fascinating how people really don't travel outside of their area too. And DC is a lot like that. Like two, because you you know you can live in a part of DC and not leave that area. Your bars there, your grocery store there, your dry cleaners there, your jobs there. You live there. You don't really have to go anywhere. Your friends are there. You don't have to go anywhere. New Orleans is definitely like that. Like oh my god, what you drove twenty minutes? You drove twenty minutes to get somewhere. I'm like, yeah, it was twenty minutes. That's far. 20 minutes is not that no, far. No, no. Especially, especially in this city. You can drive 20 minutes and see so much. Like, uh, like I was saying, like, you know, I bike 20, 30 miles sometimes, you know. And 10 miles biking, that gets me to Harahan, Louisiana. Like, I, right, I went, right. you know, like, I, I, went, I went through, like, two cities at that point. I went through Jefferson and everything else to get to where I need to get. If I had biked another maybe 10, 15 minutes, I would have been somewhere else. I'm like, it's not that, it's really not that much you know like saying that you drove 20 minutes or you can go a fucking distance in 20 minutes oh no no especially after living in the dc area 20 minutes 
shoot 20 minutes going to Virginia could be getting to Virginia where you need to go or getting on the beltway, depending on what time of the day it is. Really, yeah. it's just really as simple as that. So I, I think, I think, I mean, I think to me, living in, living down south is, I mean, oh God, I just, the dating was horrible. Uh, the people, people were actually interesting. I won't say bad or good, just, just fascinating. It is just, there's a whole, uh, these, uh, how people think, how they interact with each other, how they talk to each other, and how black and white people talk to each other is interesting. And how black and white talk to each other that are from like New Orleans, but black and white talk to each other, the Cajun are two totally different conversations. Because you know what, black and white people in New Orleans, you could be from part of New Orleans or another. Y'all might talk to each other because you're from New Orleans, but y'all don't really like each other. That no, that's fair. They don't really like each other. No, you, that's fair. And you watch it and you go, "Wow, y'all!" Too. You know, and and it's just, and it could be a, it could be people that live basically in the same neighborhood, but across a block. It's, it's it's just really it's really interesting, and I thought you know I would have thought that Katrina, for whatever it, it was or wasn't, could have bought the whole city together. Now, granted, I know there was a lot of money stolen out of Katrina. There's a lot of shit that happened that shouldn't have happened. Um, that the city got fucked over, and people made bad deals. I get that, but. Have they done much better for themselves on the deals that they made? That hard rock thing shouldn't have happened. No, that's really fucked up. And uh, was it four people were involved in that? One guy got away, but three people they never found the bodies. Yeah, that just showing like the bodies are in the building. That's one. And the worst thing about no, they're 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 tearing it down right now. I'm sure they're going to find the bodies eventually. Right, and you just and I just go that hard rock thing shouldn't have happened. The guy that was on the news that was interviewed on the news, the Hispanic guy that that recorded it, he recorded the bill. He's the guy that left the building. He went in the building. He went through it. He recorded it. He recorded the cracks. He recorded the issues, and then he went on the news and he said, "I know it's not safe. It's like after the building came down." It's not safe. I told my uncle it wasn't safe. I recorded. He put on, you can hear him recording. Said, they deported him. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. They deported him. And why did they deport him? Because he knew the truth. They deported, I mean, he was a legal alien, yeah, but you know, the truth is Hispanic people rebuilt New Orleans after Katrina because the federal government fucking didn't help. So why why would the city of New Orleans treat? I mean, there are people trying to get this guy back because he's an absolute witness. He's a witness. But who knows if he's even still alive? You deport him to Mexico, you get him killed there real easily if you need him yeah. quiet. Yeah. So we don't even know if that guy's still alive or not. You think about this the wrong way. You're thinking about life the wrong way. You know, you're not being more positive. But the truth is, the truth is the truth. And some shit's just fucked up. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the policy of the South is just... So, I guess, okay, so, since we're talking about New Orleans right now, how how would the situation, in your opinion, how long, how long did you live in D.C.? I grew up there. It's my home. I moved okay, away, so, but I'm, I moved okay, away so, a bunch of times. Yeah, okay, so how... How do you feel like DC would have handled this type of situation? Oh, DC's they, DC's fucked up. It's so fucked up. I've never been, so like I'm pretty much just baking off whatever you have to say right now. Like, I'm right? No, it's 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 fucked up in a lot of ways. First of all, like the problem with people in Washington DC is, no. I, I'm sorry, and I'm from there, but they're not thinking about it the right way. Like they're going, oh, we're going to become a state. We're going to become a state. I said, are you fucking kidding me? You had a Democratic House, a Democratic Senate, and a black president, and you didn't become a state. You had a Democratic House, a Democratic Senate, and you had, oh, shoot, who was it? Um, Clinton in office, and we didn't become a state. We could have become a state. We become DC could have become a state at any time a long time ago, and hasn't. the 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 problem is everybody goes, "Oh, we should be a state." It's like, no, we just shouldn't pay federal taxes, and that is what I really think is the deal. You want to get people, get people the money. DC pays more tax dollars than about I don't know, maybe twenty other states. So if DC is paying that much in tax dollars, you either make them a state. Or you give them their money back. Ain't nobody trying to give anybody any money back. And I think in the end, your approach is not to make D.C. a state. They don't want to make it a state. We've got still too many white people in the House and the Senate. And see, and see, and see my, my whole thing with that is just like, uh, I was talking to, to someone recently. It's like, Texas and all the bullshit they got going on, like, especially when it comes to masks, and especially like the way they're handling uh, COVID and everything. Like, Texas has been trying to secede for a long fucking time. Let Texas secede. We have so many other people that want to, you know, some other places that want to become. Put make 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 fucking Puerto Rico a state. You know, it's fine. We don't have, we don't have to change the flag. Just let Texas go, and then we'll act like nothing ever fucking happened. But Texas is gonna owe us a lot of fucking back taxes. I'm cool with that. I don't give a shit. Texas is not gonna ever succeed. They talk about Texas succeeding. Texas used to belong to Mexico. So you think Texas is gonna be called Mexico part of Mexico again? Texarkana? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Texas will become part of the United States. The only state that we have right now that can afford to leave the United States is California. They have the fifth GDP. Before COVID, they had the fifth GDP in the world. After, yeah, and they also... After Great Britain. And that's crazy. Well, it's no, a they, state. They, they, also, they also have right now the highest reported amount of COVID-19 cases in the entire nation. Like, it's ridiculous. And also the fact... No, just, just think about that. The U.S. right now is leading the world in COVID cases. And oh, California. no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I totally understand. Do you know where they are really coming out of? Mm. Orange County, a Republican state. Republican, Republican area of town. That's where they all stem from. Orange County. They have traced it. Orange County, the non-mask wearing, the, De- the Devin Nunes people, the non-mask wearing people. I can't fucking. I can't fucking. I'm from. I'm from. I'm from California. I can't stand it. But As, um, not good. Yeah. Well, no. What I was going to say, like, we're hopping a little bit off topic, but um, you know, I guess you know to kind of hop in. So it's like we're talking about how 
DC would have handled the Hard Rock issue. And for a lot of people that may not know about DC, you want to talk about the Hard Rock issue that happened a little bit? <laughs> so, because <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely want to hear you summarize what happened. So this would be this would be pretty great. Okay, first of all, let's start with Hard Rock is owned by uh, one of the Indian nations. Nobody talks about that, but that's who Hard Rock is owned by. Like the Cherokee Nation, they own Harris, they own Hard Rock. They own every Hard Rock except for the principals, which is New York, Las Vegas, and London. Those are the ones they don't own, but they own all the other ones. And um, that's the deal they made. They own all the other ones. So their thing was saying, oh, when the Hard Rock came down, when the building was all fucked up and it fell down because the wind blew on it, they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's not us as the contractors. And the contractors are like, no, 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 no. It's not us as the principal. It's not this. We didn't, everybody blamed somebody else to the little tiny person. But the truth is, if the city of New Orleans had honest inspectors, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. That's fair to say. Because nobody wouldn't have been able, the building, they were laying the concrete and the concrete was wrong. And that was shown by the video by the Hispanic guy that got deported. Well, no, we don't no, even know it's well, no, no, and that's and that's the whole thing. Like there were a lot of people that were saying like this wasn't done the right way, and there were a lot of people saying that hey, this needs to be inspected, and they never did it. Right, right. So we don't like right, and so and then the building comes down. Now this is this is like okay, this is where I knew I had lived in New Orleans too long. Hit me with it. So this all happens. They're going to blow the building up. They get a $5 million contract for somebody to come in and implode the building because they don't want the building landing on the Sanger Theater, which then had a multi-million dollar rehab, which is absolutely beautiful inside. And they don't want to... I've never been... I, I had a chance to go see Paramore perform there and I completely missed it. Oh my God. You will, when they, when you, if you're still living there, when they open it and you go see it, it's absolutely beautiful. All so right. then... It's an old theater. It's gorgeous on the inside. So they um, then they go, okay, we're going to implode this building. So I'm working, and it's a football game day. It's a Saints day. Of I'm course like, it is. And I'm like, they need to blow this building up before the Saints start. They're not going to interrupt the Saints' plan to blow up this building. So <laughs> then they're like, oh, the building's going to blow up. The building's going to blow up. The building's going to blow up. And it's going to blow up like, like Five minutes or ten minutes before the game starts. Yeah, so that's not, that's not gonna work. We're all no, but we're all in the bar. I'm in the bar. I'm working, and we're all waiting. This we're all waiting for this building to be imploded. And the deal was it already had cranes on it, so the way it was supposed to be imploded was that the cranes came inside and not on the street. Oh my god! When did that building blew up? And I watched it. I said, "Ooh, that was not supposed to happen." One of the cranes went down Rampart Street 20 feet, like fell into the street. They had to block off, and then one crane was hanging over. They had to block, um, and four people were in the building. Four people died, I think. um, Well, three people died. One person got out, but three people died. And one body is out, and there's still two bodies left in the building. And they, and it was just crazy. Because when I saw it go, I said, yep, that's New Orleans. I walked away from the television and go, 
that did not look right. That's New Orleans. And I was like, yeah, something happened. It was wrong. And then they're going, then the people, the city of New Orleans is saying, no, you have to fix this. You have to pay for this. And the Cherokee Nation's like, no, nah, I don't have to fix this because you know what? We didn't build it. But it's your fucking building. How do you like, to, how do you just not own, that's that Trump thing. <laughs> no offense to the Cherokee Nation, but ah, yeah, I, I wasn't building it. I, yeah, my name's all over it. I own it and I pay people technically, but I didn't build it. Just, you know, the contractor had to hire the people. And the I mean, contractor, hey, you go I mean, out hey, and contract. If they, if they didn't build it, can you really argue against that? Right. And so now you're saying they're still trying to like tear the building down. The street's all fucked up. And they're like going, well, we want to take the building down. But then the mayor's like, as long as I'm mayor, we ain't put nothing else there. That building's going to stay empty. Cherokee Nation spent a lot of money on that space. And now they spent the money on space and they can't get their money back. They can't get their return back. None of return back. You have to sell the space, which nobody's going to buy because New Orleans is a cursed space. Or they have to suck it up. They got enough money to own Harris. They'd be fine. I mean, it's just, it's just New Orleans is crazy. And, is. and how would D.C. have done that? D.C. would have had a great implosion company. That's the one thing I know we would have had here to make sure that the building went down correctly. And if the building did not go down correctly, it wouldn't be pointing fingers or who, whatever. Oh, no. They'd have been responsible. And that would have been it. No questions about that. So... I mean, New Orleans has a lot of gray areas of how they do things. Oh, yeah, no, and that's the thing is, like, I would love to open a bar here, but the thing is, like, the amount of red tape I gotta fucking go through to do that is ridiculous. Like, just oh. the, the politics here, just to own, even just to rent business is fucking ridiculous. Oh, like, you ain't got would... that kind of money. You ain't even had that kind of money. You know how many greasy palms you got to go through, dude? That's what I'm saying. I was like, I, 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 I know I couldn't do it, and it bugs me because I, I really would like to, but I know I can't. I just don't have that kind of, like I said, I don't got that kind of money, and also I don't have that kind of influence. Right. I, no, it's a lot. I thought about a couple of businesses that would be great. The way COVID is, that would continue on through COVID, and you could move into like. The East Bank, which would be perfect. I was like, ooh, this would be perfect. Because there's a lot of money in the East Bank. It's just, you know, there's no... There is. There is. But the thing is, like, getting to the East Bank is, like, its own issue, like, on on itself. Right. So that's why you you put a business there. You put it there, you leave it located there. Because there's there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of... There's there's not a lot of businesses there, so... Yeah. Uh, And then also, there's a a pop-off on West Bank on General de Gaulle Drive. I said, if I had enough money, if I ever won the lottery, I would put a Popeye's diagonal from this. This Popeye's is so busy. When you drive there, you go, don't forget, you got to move over to the middle lane so you don't hit the Popeye's lane. (laughs) It has its own lane. And it's like that almost every single hour is open. So... I would put a Popeyes across the street. That Popeyes would still be busy, but I'd put a Popeyes across the street with a parking lot. So I, was just like, I did not even realize that we had been talking for almost forty-seven minutes. Holy shit! Oh my god, are we? Uh, oh, is it time? We're running low on time right now. Yeah. So I guess like for the last, we'll hit fifteen minutes on uh, 
talking, you know, comparing New Orleans to you know, Orleans in New Orleans compared to DC, and then we'll hop into final thoughts about stuff. So, you ready to do that? Okay. Okay. So, I guess uh, just to you know, just kind of focus a little bit more. And this was a fun conversation. I didn't realize that we had gone way over that point. But um, so, I guess the best way to do this is what what was for in your opinion like the biggest difference in working between dc and Orleans? also like just from your perspective of just being like you know a stronger woman who didn't take any shit from anybody like what were some of the you know i guess like quarrels you had to go through with certain people and like in the workplace and people coming in from outside like what like you know kind of along those lines what 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 was that difference like? Was it easier in DC? Was it easier in New Orleans? Was it you face more adversity in DC for New Orleans? Like what you know, you can hop in on that a little bit. I think personally, I think it was um, in New Orleans. People, oh God, I love people in New Orleans. So I don't want to sound Somebody fucked up. You. I don't want to sound fucked up because I love people in New Orleans, but. I work with enough people in New Orleans that didn't give a shit about their work ethic. Yeah. And that that bothered me more than anything else. So it was just like, you know, it sort of is what it is and you didn't give a shit. And that's not how I came to work. And that's not how I've ever worked. I always cared about my work ethic. So I think that was the thing that bothered me more than anything else. It's not like that everywhere, um, but it's like that enough places. So unless you are a high-end restaurant and you got to put on a starch shirt and a tie, you don't care about your work ethic. And that's fine. You know, you're still making your money and people are still coming and that's fine. But, you know, I work with somebody, she's a good waitress, hard worker, but not very friendly at a table. I sat, there was a table, there are two tables of tourists, tourist season, love tourist season. Two tables of tourists. She had her table of tourists, two guys from California came. They drove to New Orleans to pick up a sign. They had money for a bar, not a bar business, a bar for their house. That's just, nice. that's just stupid money. And it's an expensive sign. It was a big sign. I actually saw it. So, and then I'm waiting on my people and I go to my people. I greet them. I tell them about the beers. I tell them what we're out of. I tell them what's local. I tell them the specials. And I'm like, okay, you have any more questions? And these people are sitting next to me and they hear my whole spiel. And they're like, we want you to be our waiter. I say, I, I no. <laughs> and you know what I said? I said, no. I said, can I help you with something? We just want, we came here, this is our first time here. We came here to buy specifically a sign for a bar. I said, oh, what's the name of your bar? Where's it going to be? And they gave me the name and it's going to be at their house. I'm like, oh, y'all rich people. And I just looked at them and said, you got way more money than you need. And it's like, oh, it's a boy's trip and blah, 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 blah. They paid their check. I, I mean, I waited on these people, the people I waited on, they paid the check. I said nothing to the waiter about it because she would have been all in her feelings and they walked out the door on the way out the door the guy shook my hand and gave me $50 and I didn't serve them one thing or wait on them Jesus and that is the difference in service sometimes here it's sometimes in New Orleans Mm 
And that's the truth. And you know it because you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. But you know what? Yeah. Everybody expects everybody in New Orleans to be extra friendly. No. You don't have to be extra friendly. You just have to give them service. And I feel like that's the thing, too. It's just like... I've been told, like, I'm very personable with people and, like, I can hold a conversation really well. Like, I worked at this, like, nice little Italian spot and I was always known as, like, the person that, like, would sit down with their table and stuff, like, a, a really good friend of mine. It's just like, oh, like, where's Mark? Like, where's Mark? It's like, oh, Mark's over at, uh, at table 10 sitting down drinking some wine. It's like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's just Mark. That's how it goes. But no, it's just like people come to the city and it's like, I feel like a lot of times like they're pushed the tourist experience so much. It's nice to meet genuine people around here that actually want to get to know you and stuff. So yeah, no, it, it, uh... it is, it is, it is. The one thing I did during the business, not, not, not just tourist season, but I did during spring break. If I waited on any young women, I would always warn them. Don't I don't care how fucking cute they are. Don't let them buy you a drink. If they buy you a drink, take it directly from the bartender. Don't take it from their hands. Don't leave your drink unsupervised. Don't leave your girlfriends. Don't. They That's... will roof. I said they will roofie you and take advantage of you, and they have no problem doing it to people that live here. So you are not that important. I told women that all the time. And that's the dirty part of New Orleans that New Orleans doesn't want to advertise. They want to say, oh, yeah, you can get raped here, you can get robbed here, you can get all that stuff. That's like any other city. Now, granted, some well, of Well, no, them- yeah, there, there, there was a woman who was getting off work one time and she was taking the bus home and they fucking broke this woman's jaw. Old Hispanic woman. And they fucked her up. Yeah, see? But you don't, you don't hear about that shit. Nope, mm-mm, you don't. You don't. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. And, and I think it's, I think it's interesting that you don't hear about it because someone goes, oh, it's New Orleans. Yeah, I go out till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay. You go out to three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I go out to three o'clock in the morning uptown. I'll go down to three o'clock in the morning a quarter. <laughs> my mom, my mom called me. You remember that shooting that was at McDonald's in the quarter? In front of McDonald's in the quarter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my mom, my mom said, are you Okay. There was a shooting in front of McDonald's at one. It was McDonald's two. It was at three in the morning. She said, Oh no, you were in bed. I said, You know that. I was just like, was like <laughs> So now, granted, it was three o'clock in the morning in DC. I might be out. That's a possibility. I could be out in DC, but I felt safer here than I did there. Really? <laughs> oh my God. And they said, oh, well, you know, not safer in the sense that D.C. can be a dangerous city also. You get shot, too. But typically, mm-hmm. hey, you don't get shot or mugged unless you don't get shot unless they want to spend a bullet on you. That's one. Every, there's not as many accidental shootings as people think they are. People go, oh, it was a drive-by, so they were aiming for those people. Now, nobody yeah. wants to talk about that, but that's true. They were aiming for them. But um, typically in D.C., you know, you can get mugged. You can get a lot of things just because you're stupid. If you're drunk and That's stupid, fair. you're drunk and stupid, you can get rolled in Iowa. I mean, you can get rolled anywhere if you're drunk and stupid. So that, that, you know, that doesn't really matter. But I feel like, like, you know, I was never a person that hung out in the quarter. Like, there's only one bar in the quarter I went to, and that's because I knew I had friends there. 
and that was it. But I didn't go in a deep quarter. I didn't hang out on Bourbon Street. I went to Bourbon Street twice. I lived there for almost two, three years. Bourbon Street twice. Twice. And that was it. And a few times that I went there, it's because I worked close to Bourbon Street. But I didn't go in the street. And everybody going, you want to have a drink after? I was like, no, I'm getting my car. I'm leaving this fucking bitch before I can't get out of the city. Before I can't get out of this part of town. I'm only 10 minutes away, but I'm getting out of here. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But people come there and they come to New Orleans and they drink and they act stupid from all over the world. You can come to New Orleans and drink and act stupid. And then they want to know why their wallet's gone. <laughs> That's like, because you're an idiot. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, do I think that D.C.? D.C. and New Orleans mayor are friends, and they're kind of handling the COVID the same way. Um, D.C. has threatened to close down again, and they may. Maryland, Baltimore has threatened to close down, too. And we're going to find out if they're going to close down the next day or two. So, because people aren't wearing their masks, and they're, they're, they open like the, they open the, like the Yeah, they open the city, and they decided to, to not social distance like they were supposed to. So, the the thing is, everybody's supposed to wear their mask. You're supposed to try to be careful. If you give yeah. up your guard, you will be in the hospital because this shit does not care about your race, your sex, or your age. They, it, it, the COVID does not care. I know. Madonna said it best from her bathtub. Absolutely. <laughs> does not care. That bitch crazy. Um, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're, we're at the end of the episode and I want to do something a little different then because like a lot of it has to do with the fact that we didn't really get a chance to kind of hit in on certain things but I just I feel like this was just a fun little rant episode which is really nice um, <laughs> but we did talk a lot about COVID and we talked about a lot of, a lot of other things and for me I would like to know, just from you, from someone who's from D.C., and not only that, just from someone who has a good head on their shoulders. Um, we did, fuck you, uh, we did talk a little bit about, like, and this is something that a lot of people, I encourage you, I implore you, actually, to read more about the Hard Rock issue that happened uh, with that hotel. It was really, really fucked up. Um, so for me to you, Keisha, um, Knowing now what happened and how things have happened from someone who has a good head on their shoulder, from someone who understands who have a lot of friends, like, in a lot of different places and a lot of different businesses, what you would have done differently in handling that hard rock case? Not saying after it happened, but just, 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 just even before, what is something you would have done different? Even if it's something as simple as just like inspecting things a little bit closer, like what would you have done to prevent this because like we've got three people dead one person deported like what 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 would you have done differently first of all i'll you know what okay i what i would have done differently is to make sure Mm -hmm. that everybody was everybody was up and up for the contracts but new orleans does things completely differently I mean, oh no! I've worked for a lot of different people who have a lot of outside people coming in. A lot of them don't even have licenses. They have friends of friends coming in to work on as stuff, a hookup on huge projects, and it's like, uh... right? And that's how New Orleans does things, and it's kind of fucked. That's how it be. 
and 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 you know what? It could be a good thing or a bad thing. It depends on if Bubba is coming in, actually knows what Bubba's doing. But you, that's such a big contract. If I own that space, first of all, Cherokee Nation, shame on them. Shame of his Cherokee Nation. If it's not, I apologize. Whatever nation is that owns Harris, they own Hard Rock. And if I see them from all of this, right? And and you know what? The the deal is shame on them. That was a huge project. So whoever was overseeing that project, let that go. They didn't check out paperwork. They didn't check out licensing. They didn't do anything. The owner is responsible. You don't get to go, oh, I'm sorry, the contract. Now, do you know that um, the reason why you can only get Cox Cable, well, now you can get AT&T, but the only reason you get Cox Cable in New Orleans is because some some mayor made a deal with Cox Cable, or not mayor, but somebody in New Orleans made a deal with Cox Cable years ago, and now they are the exclusive cable company in New Orleans, and the only reason they're not exclusive is yeah, New Cox, Orleans. Cox, Cox is the biggest right because uh, right cable distribution out here right because somebody made a deal with the mayor that's no longer mayor. And now they got sued. They got sued from AT&T. And so AT&T is coming in, putting in lines and doing it cheaper. But the fact is, Cox has dominion over that city because of the deal somebody made. After Katrina fucked up New Orleans, whether New Orleans wants to talk about it or not, but I know enough people that are actually, I've met enough people actually from New Orleans, they say, Katrina fucked up the city. A lot of people came in here that didn't care about the city, that didn't care about how we did things. And Oh, it's still happening now. I know a lot of people that have been pushed out of their homes that, because like, you know, especially after Katrina, there are a lot of uh, places that are so much cheaper now and that are being sold for just next to nothing. And fucking Christ, dude, so many people are being pushed out of their homes. So many people are just being completely displaced and I mean, that's the thing. New Orleans is becoming this huge, like, Airbnb place now. It's kind of becoming like Texas, or it's like, you know, it's such a huge place where you can buy property for next to nothing at times, and people are being pushed out of their homes, and entire apartment buildings are becoming Airbnb paradises for a lot of people, and it's like, it's fucked up. Oh, no, it's, it's horrible. And the, the, the fucked up part is, you know the worst part about it is right now? Yeah. Nobody's traveling anywhere. <laughs> The only place you can go, we as U.S. citizens can't leave the country unless we're a central worker to another country. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. And that's the thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. Like, it's just the fact that we're taking this thing so shittily right now that we're not even knowing. It's like we're banned from going to places like Australia. We're banned in certain places in Canada. We're banned from going to most of Eastern Europe. We can't even travel within states. Are you kidding me? What you can, but there are a lot of guidances in place where it's like, you know, if you're going to New York City, if you're traveling from certain locations like California, um, you will be fined, I think it was like $2,000 if you do not get tested and checked at the airport upon coming into the New York airport. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I quarantined and I got a test. And I, you know what? Not only do I have a test, because I'm driving a, ta- a car with Louisiana tags. I got a copy mm-hmm. of my test papers in my person, on my person. Bitch, what up? I, yeah, I'm bullshit. I ain't, nah, I'm not even playing with people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, 
I, you know, I love it there. And I don't begrudge my time there, but it's so broken. Mm. It's really just so broken. It's it makes me sad. No, it's a it's a it's a fucked up city and I would love to have you on on another like kind of one off episode where we just have an hour and we just kind of talk about your experience in New Orleans and what it was like coming in from the outside. I know for me, like we can never do a comparison. Like we each came from a different coast. So like, it'd be really, really nice to compare what it was like from DC and from California and what our time was like in New Orleans. Like I would love to throw that comparison out with you. It'd be really, it'd be, I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. Oh no, I would, I would gladly do that. And no, we have to have the porn episode because that'll be fun. We're definitely, we're definitely, we're definitely having the porn episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this is uh, I mean, we're pretty much like at the end here. Uh, this section right now is running pretty long, but fucking Christ, Keisha, it was so good having you on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I, I am, we, we I didn't, am we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't really, no, no, we didn't really get a chance. To, I mean, you're, like I said, you're traveling a lot for work, and there are times where like I feel like you'll, I'll never see you again, but that's just because you know, you're a busy fucking person, so am I. Like, I'm working on this. I got a lot of art projects and stuff that I'm working on right now. I've got, uh, bitch, I, I've got you I've got, will see me again. <laughs> Don't even try that shit, bitch. You will see I'm just me saying, again. I'm just saying we're both very we're both very busy, and I miss you and I love you. You know that. But I miss you. I, know I love you to come pieces. Back. Oh no, I have to come back because that's what my shit is. So <laughs> <laughs> I got hey, to travel. Like you say, when you travel for work, I mean, you travel for work. I get that, but you know, there's always that place where you always got to come back to because, like you said, that's where your shit is. <laughs> my shit is, yo. I'm going to come back there. Usually, like, and when I come back, it's going to be the end of the end of this crazy job. And then, yeah. And then I'll be on to my next crazy job. But before then, I will have like at least two weeks there because I got to square up some stuff. So I'll be there for two weeks and then we can do, we should do the porn session then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Matter of fact, we can even do it. While we can have porn. I'll I'll watch it in the studio. We can have porn playing in the background. Oh no, no. Well, then we have to pick up. We have to pick. We have to pick our porn videos in advance so we can critique them. I want you to know right now. I'm definitely gonna have a clown porn video. Also, I'm very much in the gangbangs, and like that's a huge thing for me. Oh my god. Okay, I will critique some gangbangs, but that's okay. I'm not really. Oh, actually... I would love. I would love. I would love to critique a gangbang. Let's. We will do. We will do. We'll do a full on porn analysis. <laughs> we each come in with two. We each come in with two videos, and we spend an hour just critiquing porn. I, I'm very up for this. Oh, that would be so much fun. Actually, that'd be awesome. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, no, like I said, like we we just we just moved into this new this new spot, so we got like a nice little studio that we're working on. Um, we still have to put in a lot of like noise insulation and we're getting some bean bags to kind of relax and chill with like our guests when they come in. We have a, a retro TV in here. We've got a GameCube, PlayStation 1 and 2 to kind of play around before we get started. So uh, I actually would like to get a uh, VCR and DVD set up to go with the TV too. So Oh, so we, you know what? So we can truly get some old porn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing is like we we... You know, my uh, a lot of my associates and I who work on the podcast, we're all '90s kids. You know, mm-hmm. so we remember up until like early 2000, I think we're coming out on VHS and DVD. So we're very old school like that. 
you know, all the kids now, they all they know about is Blu-rays and streaming and shit like that. Nobody remembers VHS tapes anymore or cassettes. I remember so. 8-tracks, please. Just don't even try it. Just don't even Fuck try you, it. Bitch. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Anyway. I got I got a record player. My, my, one of my first gifts. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we do, too. We have, a, we have a couple vinyls. Actually, after this episode, I actually might chill out and uh, listen to a vinyl in the studio. So it'd be really nice. But uh, this is me saying thank you. Keisha, it was great having you on. I've got a lot of editing I gotta do for this one because there are a lot of points where we talked about nothing and I'm gonna have to cut out and release maybe at some point down the road. But <laughs> I'll take some fucking of, nothing. Yes, yeah, okay. This is a lot of fun. Oh no, I, I, lo- I love you and I miss you to pieces. I do. I do. I know. And I miss you too. And I, I wanna I, I, I wanna have you in the studio where we can just sit together and sip on some scotch or make some cocktails and just chill and just have a great time and watch some porn. It'd be great. Oh my God. That would be awesome. Cause we would. I'm, I don't think you're saying I'm very excited for this episode to come out. Like the porn <laughs> episode. I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. I love you to pieces. Talk to you soon. You Talk to you soon. Thank you. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.